my friends, and welcome. Hail and well met. It's time for another episode of The Last Best Babylon 5 Podcast. I am your gracious host. Sit by my hearth and warm yourself. Ah, hark! Who may that be coming to my chamber door? Why, it's Steve, one of the other hosts of this podcast. Here's the premise of it before I introduce him, actually. Is that I've seen all of Babylon 5 and Steve and the other host haven't. All right, Steve, you can come in. Wood, please. Stone, please. Anyway, hello, everybody. My name is Steve. Uh, I appreciate the Age of Empires sounds. Uh, Makes me happy. I've never seen Babylon. Wood, please. Wood, please. I've never seen Wood, Babylon. Please. Okay. Stone, stone, please. <laughs> you know, the trick was to uh, the monastery. There's a monastery trick, but we'll talk about that later. Now, um, I've never seen this program before, Babylon 5. I've also stone, never seen. please. There it is. Thank you. I've also never seen the 1984 television comedy film, The Jerk 2. What? <laughs> no way. That's right. No, they didn't. The Jerk they didn't do that. Two. Starring Mark Blankfield, who might be known to some of you as Blinken from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh. Huh. Never seen. Never seen it. Jump <laughs> two. All right. That's all it right. for me. I'm going to go uh, fight the Romans. Uh, I'll see y'all later. Oh, who's that at my door? Why, it's the other host, and his name is Sean. I have no idea what this is referencing. I have absolutely no clue. So all of this is just extremely confusing. Sean didn't uh, play but, these uh, kinds of games. He played Super Mario. Yeah, no, he played I mean, Super I, Mario. What, was this some from some like adventure game? I mean, I played some. Uh, it was an adventure game. game. I don't real, know what real time is. strategy game. Oh, I I never I didn't play any action. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Sean. I, I I have not seen Babylon Five. Have not seen The Jerk Two. Uh, also, did not know that that existed. Um, <laughs> the Jerk Two. The Jerk right. Two. Were there more after that? Uh, where no, that's it. End it. That's the Jerk two. two. Yeah, they didn't. They and Two is spelled T O O. So that's a little funny. Oh, that's, that's funny. funny he's, that's like, he's not uh, very that's smart. Funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Great. Well, I'm here to talk about Babylon Five. Uh. Don't really have any interest in the. Uh, the jerk two or uh whatever this stone please thing is i don't know what it would is. Please. i don't know what that is would please <laughs> don't know this so uh all right uh, well thank you very much sean i guess it's just uh all uh uh three of us today my god what's that it's his music that's right they're playing ryan's music my god uh. What a musical track to be what is standing up and saluting. I'm, we don't salute. But yes, it's me, Ryan, the Australian from, uh, well, Australia, and the Yum Yum cast. Um, yeah. Um, and I just want to, I just want to inform, I just want to inform Sean that those great sound clips are from the Age of Empires games, the iconic yeah. Age of Empires games, oh, yeah, which I grew up with. Yeah, I, I love them. I remember getting the Age of Empires um, expansion packs for Christmas, the Rise of mm -hmm. Rome one in oh, particular. Yeah. And one, one of the audio clips you can play is uh, 
Mel Brooks saying, it's good to be the king. And I, and I was like, ooh, isn't this That's fancy? Funny. We're making references. Yeah. So, that was there you very go. exciting reference humor hidden in your game. It is. And that was, <laughs> I, love, I love those type of games. I was big into Age of Empires and the Command and Conquer games. I actually know yeah, Ray Wise, who I think we all adore and love from of Twin course. Peaks and a multitude of things. I know him because of... Uh, Command and Conquer Red Alert 2, where he plays the president of the United States of America, and he's God fantastic. All right, so I, uh, <clears throat> I uh, uh, today we're going to be talking about In the Kingdom of the Blind, uh, an episode where everything takes a turn for the best for all of the characters, um, uh, for Byron and Londo and uh, Sheridan, like and and Lita. I'll I'll add uh, I'll add Lita as well. Sure. Um. Yeah. Uh. But but yeah. Uh. Really great. But but before we we get there, uh, I do want to to say that um, you know, we we can't do this uh, uh show um without uh, uh without someone you know kind of underwriting it. Someone you know uh, uh uh paying us to keep the the lights on. Um. And uh, we. The, the 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 people that that pay us to do that are the good people at Schweppes. Mm. Now, uh, Steve, do you have a uh, fun Schweppes fact for us this week? Yeah, I uh, I got this via mail, uh, snail mail, and uh, I opened it up, and it was just a single piece of paper, and it had a one sentence written on it, and it said, uh, it said, did you know that in 2008? The Japanese Asahi Group bought Schweppes Australia from Cadbury. That is a that's a very good fact. Uneven. Yeah. yeah. What was that like in Australia in 2008, Ryan, when that happened? <laughs> well, here's a fun thing. First off, you're saying it wrong. It's Cadbury, not Cadbury. So he's going to correct you on this. It's been driving me insane. When he actually said it first, I was like. What town is that? And then I realized he was talking about the, the company, Cadbury. So Cadbury. when I was a child, Schweppes was very much a drink for everyone. It was very much advertised as like the working man's soft drink. Yeah. But then in 2008, the Asaki group bought it from, from Cadbury. And now it's very much claimed as like a high-end drink. Like this oh is the fancy God. drink. This is the oh drink that rich people have. And wow. so... Over the years, my I'm actually a big um, soft drink drink. I love lemonade, and my personal favorite is Kirk's lemonade, which is the working man's lemonade. It's a step it. up from Sprite, but it's a step below where Schweppes is now. But yeah, 2008 it was it was a very monumental time in our identity, Amazing. where Cadbury they just let go of the working man's lemonade and they gave it to the Asaki Group. It was, I mean, it was turbulent, but it's also a fun fact. That is fun. And this is the kind of thing you get on this podcast. Sean, what do you, how do you feel about this? I'm praying for death. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, really it's a good I thing that prayer time. doesn't work. Now, uh, <laughs> that's everything I, I have as a host. So, so Steve. Yeah. Um, I, I hand it uh, to your hands. Well, thank you. I was going to leave the podcast to watch The Jerk 2, but I think I'll stick around and talk about In the Kingdom of the Blind. Hmm. Hey, why should you do a Don Pardo voice? Can I just get a the kingdom. kingdom of the Blind, starring a bunch of knives, 
featuring some pipes. <laughs> a weird alien who makes the knife go in the other direction. Oh, right. yeah, that was fun. Rolando, red eyes. Rolando right. Malari. Featuring right. an actor with an even weirder voice than mine as the regent. Woo. Oh, death. We'll, we'll get there. Let us start our journey then in the kingdom Lord of the blind. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about Jono. Let's start where we always start. Babylon freaking five. All right. Babylon freaking freaking five. All right? <laughs> we have Babylon freaking five. Garibaldi gives Sheridan a very unfortunate report. There have been a lot of hit and run attacks on the shipping lines. And Sheridan wonders, is it Raiders? And Delenn says, no, 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 you idiot. You, you moron. It's not Raiders because, look, the ships that were destroyed, the cargo was still on board. And these bad boys, whoever they are, they're not interested in profit. They're not interested in cargo. It's like that line in The Dark Knight, so some men w- want to watch the world burn. <laughs> wow. wow. How's that? Just like the, that in fact, like this Michael whole episode Kane, right? is like, That's yeah. Crazy. There's some aliens out there who are just a bunch of jokers. A bunch of the jokers are out there, and they want to watch the world burn. Uh-huh. And the rangers, uh, they don't know who the hell's behind all this, all this nastiness. But this is, this is a big problem, all right? Mm. Because every single member race has been hit equally. This is a random, a bunch of random attacks. These people just want to watch the world burn. So Sheridan <laughs> says, rangers, we go got a bunch there. of jokers. We got a bunch of the Jokers out there, Rangers. Get out of there. Get get out there and catch us, the Jokers. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of freaking... Uh, which are yeah, we saying? They... So we're saying Heath Ledger Jokers out there. Yeah, yeah, right? a lot of Heath Ledger yeah, Jokers. Not, not the Jokers. Are Romero Jokers, unfortunately. But yeah. I, do, I do appreciate they make it a big point of fact that it's done with military precision and yes. tactics. So it can't just be pirates or someone who just has ships. It has to be a military power who's doing all of this in the yeah. goals of making everyone everyone paranoid, which is... Yes. Yes, yes, uh, very interesting. Uh, uh, Some terror tactics. The Jokers, yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, and, and the thing is, like Ryan said, everyone's going to be paranoid, and Sheridan's like, oh, everyone's going to be pointing fingers because who knows who it is, so we need, to, we need to know who it is. So Rangers, get out there. We need some proof. I want you to catch these, the Jokers, red-handed, please. Yeah. Uh, so we could parade them out and say, see, it wasn't the Drazi. It wasn't the Pakmara. It wasn't the, the game. The, the the game. game. It there wasn't the, uh, the Negrath people. It wasn't any of them. It was just these weirdos. <laughs> uh, but we got to find it out. And then we see uh, just a quick shot of these, the Jokers in action. And there's a, a spaceship that gets destroyed. And we actually do see briefly a... CGI corpse that is completely mutilated and flies by the screen. It's a little that was it's cool. a little grim. It's a little grim. Yeah, kinda, awesome. It sets the it sets a tone. <laughs> this oh, ain't also, yeah. Don't. This ain't a show for children. All right. No. This is you, that same. The, you do actually see the ship that attacked them. You actually get yes. a glimpse of the ship, and then in a sequence very soon, you actually get to see that ship again. So it's a cool ship. The That's episode, cool. and if you already know ship designs in this show, this isn't hiding who is attacking, but it is also leaving enough little breadcrumbs for the episode to eventually get around to it. Yes. Welcome. welcome I'm to not the a ship head. You're not I'm a not ship a head. I am. 
Benzo Shipper. All right, we get the theme song. And I want to say, uh, I, I'm coming around on this theme song. All right, it's starting Whoa. to grow on me. Yeah. No, I like, yeah. I like this thing. I, 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 had, I, a, I takes... had a bit of a chin wag with Steve about this <laughs> over Instagram. Wow. And I said, I like the theme song. I like it's... that it's triumphant yeah. after seasons of... <laughs> yes. After seasons of darkness, you know, of we failed. I kind of like is... returning to triumph, and also that this is becoming more of a fable-like story. In in the end of season four, we actually see in the future that people have our characters down as these legendary figures, and so I actually think the score accompanies that really nicely in the final it's season. It's not my favorite score, Zudi. but it's yeah. it's one of them. When you get Rebone Zudi in your show, you uh, need something like in your this. season. You need yeah, a and... little, yeah. We'll and I think fair. comedy is really important. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You know, it's just, you can only. <laughs> well, then the real comedy is up in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the real clowns do their comedy act. But people take it seriously. But yeah. Uh, we learned so much. Now. Okay. All right. There it is. Sean's favorite. All right. So we get back yeah. to the Centauri homeworld. It's been, a, it's been a while since we've been down it's there. It's been a while. It's, yep, and we see the that's ship. how you know that we're gonna have fun i uh, yes because week. because yeah, once yeah. you see that that uh that planet that that castle you're like oh, all right back. all right we're so, it's back. We're so never back. i've never had a bad time in this we're, in this crazy oh, i place. love i love when we go hang out with the freaks on and they, Prime. they did not let up right away no. immediately it's like all right we got fun. we got some classic centauri here yeah, uh, there's a party of some uh, elites, Centauri, uh, Hoi, yeah, not Hoi Poloi. Yes. Just these like upper court monsters. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of Hoi Poloi. These, these fucking freaks. Yeah, these these uh, upper class uh, jerks are well, all just hanging yeah. out. And the jerk who's, twos, yeah. The jerk twos. And who walks in but Londo and his friend Jakar. And everyone's like, who I say? I have a clip here of uh, the reaction. And yeah. I see you brought your own entertainment with you. An excellent <laughs> idea. And quite brave Jesus. of you to let him so close without keeping him in chains. Perhaps we should change that. Perhaps. Wow. I I I love this guy's performance. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wrote that I, in my I notes. I do want to say that uh, this freak. Yeah. Vitari is his name. V yeah. Vitari, yeah, he's very good. But Jakar just gets to be a Jakar just gets to have a good time in this episode. Uh, he yeah. just gets to kind of be a Chad this whole time. Jakar just uh, uh, fucks around. Fun. He's having yeah, fun. He just, he just gets to be. Uh, he's he's had his uh, he's had his arc. He just has to. He just get, get just flashing around and just, have some fun. Have some fun. They always get the Centauri right. I'm really just. I'm always so happy when we meet more Centauri because they're all just a bunch of very specific. Honestly, Centauri and Minbari in general, like anytime it focuses on like their like internal politics, I always really like it. Yeah, they, they're always good at that. Yeah, well, if the Minbari are just a bunch of like tough mob mobsters that kind of uh, oh my god go to church, Jesus uh, the yeah, yes, they're church mobsters, and I guess the Centauri yes, are just are a bunch of mobsters. like it's a planet of Niles cranes. It's just like <laughs> they're just fastidious freaks yeah just a bunch uh, of stuck up and just absolute losers. monsters just awful yeah. people hmm. uh so londo says no 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 this guy stop talking about putting him in chains this is my bodyguard jakar and they just they just can't they can't believe this and uh but he insists this is my yeah. bodyguard treat him he well is my boy he is my boy toy he is my friend <laughs> 
he and I watched Sheridan have sex with. Uh, <laughs> Tell them about. <laughs> I'm here to deliver news about Sheridan and Delenn's wedding night. He used four your moves. Had a, four moves. Your car had a one. He had an eyeball. <laughs> he left it. He saw everything. <laughs> he saw all of their moves, all of their sexual moves. He used the four big ones. Um, so he, uh, he he knows where his room is. He's kind of talking down to these people. Londo leaves, but Jakar has a little fun moment here. He gets to have a little. Oh, Jakar little... loves Jakar loves this. He's eating he, this up. He was he was so excited to do this. This is the reason he took this job was this yes. moment right here, where it's he like, got to go up to one and goes. What time is dinner? <laughs> My good well, man. What do you think they'll have? Four he loves he loves two. to be get get a little That's messy. Weird. He loves to cause some mess. We also learn a new thing Why about Jakar, Jakar today, and maybe in Ryan and Ben, you could kind of back me up here if this is new or not. Uh, maybe this was a long seated JMS thing. Jakar loves to snack. Oh. Yes. Uh, that's literally in the first episode. Is it in the first episode? Um, he's just a, where he's a Londo attacks him in the Zocalo and he offers him some fresh spoo and he's just eating all the time. So yeah, yeah, Jakar loves snacking. Fresh, just this, snack is, this, is what, this is this yeah. is why we tune into JMS's tele novel because these hints are all <laughs> over the place. He's got <laughs> it's everywhere. He was eating spoo from the beginning. He's a spoo man. Yeah. He's spoo a man. Oh, spoo man. Yeah, yeah. Spoo <laughs> I love the Centauri Lord's song. reaction to all of this. He just does the the, the, the classic old school sitcom, like, <laughs> and his eyes like dart yeah. around and his hair's wobbling. And Maria, this guy with the wig that he has on and the jawline and the chin, he just oh, has such a pointy head that he's great. just fascinating to look at. And every time he would come on in a new mincing way that we haven't seen a Centauri done before, uh, I was just ecstatic because you guys That's are right. Wonderful. They always nail the Centauri, but there's a diverse range of just eccentric yeah, that they have. Yeah. It's never just the same. It's not like the Klingons where it's like all of the Klingons are very stoic and maybe you'll get Gowron who's just a little bit more crazy, but most of them are talking through the teeth. But the Centauri, each one of them's given a new way of just being decadent. Yes. New new flavors. Yeah. New flavors. I love it. Well, <laughs> speaking of... Man. Spoo Man! Thinking about Spoo Man all the time. Come together with your hands. Well, speaking of uh, coming together, let's go down to Byron's sex dungeon down there. Mm. And oh, Byron, yes. If Byron, what an embarrassment of riches uh, in this episode. We speaking get... of uh, the sex dungeon. Oh, yeah. Man, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, this clip. Let there be a thousand blossoms blooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I ain't spending any time on it. Because yeah. in the meantime, clip. every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> the clip, the it, it's it's very it is funny in audio. It's funnier when you can see it because his facial expression just like twists in like this devilish way where he seems like where he seems very like joy joyful and then all of a sudden he turns into like a gremlin when he starts talking weird it's one of the most frightening things i've ever seen in my life and as one of our politicians bob catter it's it was is very disarming to hear him speak so positively at first because he's one of the ultra conservatives he's yeah. he's mr let's wow. bring guns back let's bring old school values oh, back so to hear him say that at first you're like whoa and he's so sincere but then he turns around to the real issue well, based on that uh, based on that speech i think you know he's got something to say i think he has a point i think i think maybe he's got a point 
Um, he's a he's a nut job. I, I kind of love him as a little cartoon figure because he's got a diverse oh, range of opinions, God. most of them bad, but then occasionally he'll just be like, yeah, yeah, okay, crocodiles, watch out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you should watch out. Should they're very dangerous. I watched, I watched uh, Babylon uh, just uh, two days ago, and there was a, a terrifying alligator. Oh, Babylon. So was oh. it Babylon one? Yeah, yeah. It was Babylon one. Babylon Prime. It was Babylon uh, Prime. Damien Chazelle's uh, Babylon. Interesting. I didn't this know is that actually JMS's film. The film that's that's prequel to Babylon Five. Where uh, Babylon. Toby Maguire plays Mr. Morden. Yeah. yeah. Remember that song? <laughs> As Crispy Morden. <laughs> Yeah. Babylon. Remember that anyway, song? so we're yeah. in the sex du- sex dungeon. We're in the sex dungeon. We're with uh, Byron. We're in, we're with his sexy gang. Everyone is done. They a, they just what finished embarrassment of riches. We see the Centauri, and now we got Byron's sex gang. Yes, I we, mean we've got everyone. Everyone, all the freaks is, are out. This is just a buffet right here. We yeah. got. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, everyone has just been. They finished uh, what they're sucking and fucking, and they're tugging. <laughs> And now yeah. they're having a well, little chit-chat. They were all tugging. <laughs> Believe me, they were tugging. Lots of tugs. Uh, Everyone gets together for your gentle tug. <laughs> Faster now. Uh, gentle uh, David. A little, David. A little bit of a lighter touch. <laughs> all right, well, all right. Well, let's get through the... the, 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 the Byron is still going through his... his I want to be clear. Byron is still experiencing the most profound post-nut clarity <laughs> that anyone has ever... Yes, he is right. This guy busted his nuts so hard that, that he has gone into 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 violence mode. Well, I would yeah. argue, I would argue very greatly that Lita orgasmed so hard that she radicalized a whole group of hippies. Yes, well, yes, yes. that's what the scene is because he goes that's last what the night. Scene is. Last night, something incredible happened, and it's going to change everyone's lives here. Because now, I, I, I do want to question last night. This, you Steve, also sure. Lita come, and it really awoke something in you, as it I, did me. I have a question here. Yes. So he's yes. saying last night that this right. happened. Last, yes. night. last, last episode when we the, watched. When did yeah. the yeah. Rebo right. and Zudi thing happen? Was that <laughs> okay? Okay. All right. All right. All right. What happened, happened here? Was this a broadcast this. order thing? This was uh, a this was a broadcast order thing. Okay. People are going to jump up my nuts for yeah. this. Because I I was like uh, uh, originally we were going to do this and then I think Day of the Dead oh, or something and then I looked been. and the the order that I was looking at said Day of the Dead next so I put that and then I looked at another order and it had this and then Day wow. of the Dead later and I was like motherfucker who well, cares this is, in the in the care. place where we're streaming this it did have Day of the Dead next. Yeah, but uh, so I mean that's fine, but uh, I don't. Still, it still it really doesn't it, matter that it, much. It, I I just thought it was funny because it was it was funny. It, this it, clearly it, follows directly yes. after his two it episodes of like, learning curve. That the entire Rebo and Zuni experience was just a fever dream that everyone had. We needed a break uh, from and Byron. It may have not happened from Byron and Lita having on on screen sex to have an episode where other characters yeah. have sex but not on the screen, and not finally screen. we get to return to Byron. We're back. Sp- like just going off about the Volons and how much they sucked and just all of the horrors yeah. that they've had to endure and JMS setting up what this episode's major theme is legacy. A lot of talk about legacy in this episode. Legacy. And it was all set up in this scene where Byron is demanding that demanding. they are now the product of, of the Volons and what do they do now? What is the legacy of the do? Volons and how do we survive? Well, my and question is, is did, did Neil Gaiman have a problem with Byron? Did he not want him to meet Rebo and Zudi for something? I think so. <laughs> because that, <laughs> is, so. me, is the yeah, major issue. Neil Gaiman hates Byron. Why? Why, uh, why did he not want him to be like, hey, 
I believe JMS said Byron's mine. Yeah, don't no touch one touches Byron. that. <laughs> no one, no one touches that. Neil, you can write, you can do Neil, whatever you want. You stay the fuck away from my away boy from Byron. Neil, my sex. You don't have him do a there. little dance with. Re- don't call have him call him precious Rebo and delicious Zooty or whatever. He's mine. The delightful Dodger. Robin Atkin Downs lives in my house. I give him scripts myself. I write them, and he goes, "Oh ho ho." I give him. I give him three eggs. I give him three I, eggs. A meal. I give him three eggs. I give him three eggs. Three eggs and a script. All right. So yes, uh, as Ryan said, uh, he is Byron is fucking mad, and the Vorlons fucked up everybody because they made telepaths. Do you and think JMS personally did uh, Robin Atkin Downs' uh, uh, makeup? Like yes, I think so. Like, yeah. He's like, I need you to he look his like hair. a beautiful statue. He brushed I need his you hair to look beautiful. Day. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the Vorlons fucked us all up for eternity because they made us soldiers in a war that's over. Now, what the fuck are we going to do? They made us soldiers in the skeleton war. Yeah, we were in the skeleton <laughs> war. Yes. This fucking sucks now that the skeleton war is over. Yeah. Where are we going to go I, now? I but have there... a clip here yeah. of uh, what Byron says next. No. There is another way. But it is dangerous. Mm. <laughs> there is another way. <laughs> but I still dangerous. think it would have been powerful if uh, after Byron had his post-nut clarity that he did start talking in the Travis touchdown voice. I, I think that <laughs> would have been a very powerful character I decision. So. I, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. I really yeah. like this sequence here because it gives Byron and that whole story a direction to go in. Thus far, it's just been, they've been hanging out and people have been annoying them, just saying, hey, can you be spies for us? Or could you do this? Could you do that? And now with this big revelation, they have a justified anger and they have to aim it towards somewhere because during this entire scene, he talks about how Lita is the key to all of this. She's this most powerful being. She has all of this knowledge and she can help direct us. And and we understand that the Volons did create the telepaths. We saw that in season three, and it's not really been touched upon. And so we get to now have this storyline of, well, well, what do telepaths think about that? And I just couldn't help but write, Byron is right a lot yeah. during my notes. Byron's he just has right. so many points. Like, wouldn't you be pissed off that your weapons in a war that no longer exists? And look at the cycle, what they've become. They don't know that they're weapons in a war. They've defined their own purpose. It's kind of funny that throughout the whole entire show, Bester is Mr. We're an evolved form of being when actually you're just a manufactured being from some other race. That's all you are. Yeah. Now this what do you like, do? This is just like first blood. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> it's very yeah. similar. It is this, very similar uh, and, to the And this episode is dedicated blood. to the brave soldiers of yeah. the Lupaja theme. Yeah. Do you know blood. who was in uh, first blood? Lou Welch. Oh That's my right. god. Wait, was that was? Oh, yeah, he was. He was one of the cops. I gotta oh watch First Blood again. Well, I gotta rewatch yep. First Blood. He had a full head of hair. Canonically, that's Lou Welch's great, 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 great grandfather. It's yeah. canon. All right. Yeah. So let's go back to another place full of weird perverts. This is Centauri Prime. And we're in Londo's little special house down there. He's got his room all set up, and there's a knock at the door. And here we meet our new friend. The the first and only bearded Centauri, I think. Wrong. Incorrect. Wrong. Wow. Incorrect. Is... Wrong. Incorrect. Wrong. Uh, the prime minister the... in the coming of shadows who got stabbed to death. He had a beard. All right, here we go. So the, the second, the yeah. second bearded Centauri. Mm-hmm. Jono. It's always kind of light uh, facial hair, though. I, nothing heavy. 
It's always like fairly, I don't know. Uh, this guy's had dignified facial I, hair. Look, I heard this guy's there. Like, it's just you know, it's 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 just like you know, it's not like a no one's got a, like a big bushy beard. You know, it's it's no. it's you know a big this, bushy beard. Huh? This guy, John, has no got Santa a, Claus yet. He's a, he's got a nice beard and he seems like a nice fellow. And he walks in and he's happy to talk yeah. to his old pal. Alondo he's the least Valari. freaky centaur new centauri yes. that we ever he seems meet. To be, that's yes. why he's doomed. He seems to yeah, be the yes. level-headed yeah. no friend, Lord Jono. He's a level-headed friend that we all want. Um, yeah. He's not enough of a pervert. He's survive. not enough of a weirdo. And he tells Londo all about what's going on with the Regent. He is not well. He's a recluse. He hasn't been seen for two months. Uh, but rumor has it from some of the palace staff that they see him wandering around alone at night and he's talking to himself. And uh, when they, they, they address him, he's drunk and he's just acting weird. And uh, things may be a little less dramatic, a little quieter than during the Cartagia reign. But things but it's are darker. stranger. It's darker. Mm. It's a it's a damn it's damn dark. It's dark place. Yeah, no, I I, I have a clip of that. It's a, a feeling more than anything I can point to. As if a darkness had fallen over the palace. I've never felt anything quite like it before. This guy should be doing uh, the opening credits. He's got such yeah. a, a nice smooth voice. Yeah. Yeah, I love this dude. I love this guy's performance. Yeah. He he seems like a genuinely nice guy, and I think he elevates what is just a character that tells us exposition into something a little bit more flavorful and, and real. Like he comes across yeah. as a guy that's known Londo for decades, but he isn't as, you know, decadent as the other Centauri and that actor. Yeah. I like him. He I wish it's kind of a bummer that this is the only episode we get of him because he could have been around more. He just has such a warmth. I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite one-off Centauri's just because he isn't a freak. He's just a normal yeah. guy who yeah. has observation skills. He's just like, oh yeah, have you noticed that everything's kind of bad? Oh wait, that's right. You're on Babylon Five. You don't notice anything, huh? Isn't that kind of yeah. weird that you don't? But do he's that? also he's also very happy too. Like he seems legitimately happy that Londo's visiting. He's like, Londo, thank mm. God you're here. Like, thank God you're here. I've missed you, my man. Yeah. If uh, anyone yeah. can solve this, it's going to be you. Yeah. You yeah. can't avoid the prime minister of your own planet. The like region can't avoid you. He can't hide from you. Yeah, he's like, uh, oh, one of the details are better, uh, you know, Go without Cartagia, but things are still pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, one of the details I loved was Londo being just taken aback that the regent is drinking now, and that one of the only yeah. vices he had was his sobriety, and just in Centauri culture, that's a big taboo. Is just you don't drink. Ooh exotic yeah. scary what is, what is this weirdo sober man oh he was well, in i claudius this guy ian yep. ogilvy ian he also ogilvy. replaced uh, roger ogilvy. moore he also replaced roger moore in the saint and oh. he was married <gasps> to bruce <gasps> boxleitner's previous wife so not the one that oh. appeared in this show but one of his previous previous wives oh. so there you go but that was the little, fun day connection. Wow. Tip of the hat to this guy. All right, so Jono leaves, and I said, thank <laughs> God Jono is walking into another scene that he, where he's going to be safe and sound. Mm -hmm. uh, he walks into his little house, but the light won't turn on, and there's someone in the room, and who is it? Folks, it's our friend. It's Barini. Oh, our, our, yeah. little, our little man. Oh. I miss this dude. I was our happy to man. see him. It's and he's being freak. a little goofy. He's being a little yeah. bit of a goof troop down there. I've got uh, one of his goofy lines right Let's here. Let's get a goofy line. What I would have thought. Tells father curtains. Yes. But I think we're well beyond pastels yes. now. He's uh 
it's, things it's, are going well. Things uh, aren't going well. I, I don't. I don't like him saying that there's something beyond pastels because <laughs> that's well, like yeah. his. That's like his thing. That's you know? how. Like, but that's, that's how you know something's wrong with this. That's guy. how. Yeah, something's deeply wrong. Something's it was. Wrong. It was very upsetting to hear him say that. And uh, yeah, exactly. So he was always right. kind of a weird guy, but now he's like very like jittery and his eyes are everywhere oh, yeah. and he's Broken. like uncomfortable he's... in his skin yeah it's not yeah. He's in full-on freak mode something something was Something's really wrong and yeah, yeah. he Jono is being very level-headed here he goes regent my liege i love you but you gotta go you gotta get into your own bed and and go nighty night you've been yeah. you've been acting a little weird let's get some let's get you to yeah, sleep old freak. man listen you're usually yeah, a little he freak but you're even more to him him. he talks to him and about him like that relative you have that's older who's losing their faculties and so there's a little bit of sweetness to how Lord Jano mm -hmm. talks Absolutely. to him and later on naivete because the regent is he's flickering through all of these emotions this actor we always praise how much he he's campy and can chew up the scenery but he's genuinely upsetting in this scene because he is Very just it was yeah. going from one, whole performance one state of mind episode. to another and we'll see it more in the episode but he's the type of insanity where he knows that it's slipping and there's nothing you can do about it and that's really upsetting to see and so he has this ominous lines with that very lilting voice where if it was up to me, Lord Ajano, no one yeah. would hurt you. Yes, no that's a great... one. And yeah. It makes and me so like, was really... thanks. He's like, all right. Well, good. He's like, well, well, good. Okay, Everything's okay, Remember when you were a little boy and the emperor carried you around the palace? Yeah. Ooh, like, good times. Like, They're gone yeah. now. They're gone <laughs> so, now. No more pastels. Yeah. Anyway, he goes, thank you. I, I, I do agree that no one will ever hurt me. And I, I yeah. uh, that's awesome. And then the emperor, not the emperor, the, the regent, rather. He goes, well, unfortunately, it's not up to me. Uh, yeah. And we don't see what exactly what happens, but poor Jono gets tossed he gets like, a, like a rag doll. Yeah, he gets straight up yeeted across the, uh, yeeted. the room. And uh, who did yeah. it? Who did this to poor Jono? I guess we shot, who done who it? shot JR, right? I guess we'll find out. But not in the next scene because we're back on Babylon Five, where Sheridan and Delenn are having a meeting. Yeah, having a yeah, and they're just chit chatting and with the other ambassadors, and they're talking about some stuff. And then they go, "All right, that's it." But by the way, uh, I I love I love how Sheridan does this. It's like, yeah, oh, by uh, the way, oh, just uh, just a little bit of paperwork. Uh, we're just going to send you a little. We're just going to send you just a little bit. Yeah, he, he calls <laughs> it the uh, the updated report about the shipping issues. So it's just like. The least sexy Down way to playing. be like, yeah, the least sexy way to be like, I think there's a bunch of uh, the Jokers out there just stealing all of our stuff. And yeah, Sheridan, Sheridan's happier than a pig and shit because he just gets to do all this boring crap. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> meeting adjourned. See ya. Bye, bye. I adore this how this episode really lets us see the many shortcomings of Sheridan as a politician. And here we just get a little taste <laughs> of that where he, he wants to downplay it, but we know that just because it's an episode of TV, but we just know you can't keep it like this forever. And even he laments this like, oh, well, next time we see him, this is when the yelling will start. Oh, I don't like yeah, that. He, he, he bought like an hour. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's buying some time. Uh, he's Yeah, he's he's not maybe the world's best politician, but uh, I don't think the show thinks he is. It's, it's just showing no. him being a goofball. Uh, Which but, is good. Yeah, yeah, that's JMS, baby. So the aliens all leave. They go, they're they're going to the little houses where they're going to read this report and get mad in like 45 minutes. 
Uh, so they're walking around. The camera follows a group of them. But then it follows a strange, long-haired man who's, who's following them around. All who in is, black. Very inconspicuous. Who is this who strange man? Yeah. Well, it, it turns be? out he is one of Byron's little sex, uh, uh, sex guys. He's a mind what? freak. He's an absolute He's a mind, mind freak. freak. Yeah. And he kind of shows up to Byron, uh, the, the sex dungeon and he gives a little nod to Byron. And Byron goes, all right, it has started. Is that There's somber no David? I don't remember. Turning back now. Could be. We learn that Byron is actually not as cool and collected as we sometimes think because Lita asks him telepathically if he's ever afraid, and he says constantly. Oh, just like Garibaldi. We take like a look like Garibaldi into, is into, always afraid. Into Byron's very life. similar, those two. Byron is mm. not exactly Byron is not as perfect and wonderful as we think. He's got he has flaws. He has relatable fears he's like jesus christ in many ways he's very now, similar to jesus christ very uh, similar a little and, worse and similar, i think yeah you know similar importance in my life steve Absolutely. why would you say he's a little worse than jesus christ uh are you sure no, about no, jesus that? jesus christ is a worse than him oh yes thank you thank you yeah, yeah. jesus uh, christ jesus christ was, not, was not a telepath yeah and he didn't as far as we know <laughs> didn't fuck all right he just he, he, did, my, he did tricks like he did tricks also but it's not the he wasn't does tricks well it's the next uh, good morning, everybody. It's morning on Centauri, and Londo, oh, he goes down for his cup of coffee, and he sees all yeah. those other uh, weirdos. And uh, yeah. Batiri is there, and he's still like, all right, it's the next day, I, Londo, I've enough with a, the Jakar. I, oh, I've got a clip of that, of course. Regent is not well, but he did ask me to convey his best wishes to you and your whatever. Yeah, he's still <laughs> mad about this thing. Uh, which Jakar is, again, the whole reason Jakar that Jakar took this job. it. He loves Which this. in many ways, I think, is a downgrade for him because this dude wrote like the Declaration of Independence. He was the Narn spiritual leader. He was almost the leader of all of Narn. And all, right now he is a, a bodyguard. But you know what? It's all worth it. To he, see want, these listen, guys. he just thinks it would be funny. Like he's literally, it, literally the reason he said he'd do it. He did not have to do this. Uh, he no. could have said no. But and he it's was all just for like, this. You know what? It would be really funny. And he's right. And he was and right. guess what? He's right. It's funny. Funny, 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 funny. So Londo, Londo says, I want to see the regent. Bring him to me now. <laughs> now. Now. And uh, it starts right now. And Vatiri says, No dice. He's sick. He's unwell. Uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, and Londo goes, Okay, fine. How about Jaro? Where's my man? Or Jano, man. Where's Jano? Where's my buddy Jano? Oh my God. Where's I don't Jano? know if you have the clip in, but the way the minister react, the Lord guy reacts to this, he just has oh this whole God. diatribe about, it's hard enough to keep my own schedule, let alone Lord <laughs> yeah. Jano yeah, yeah. and whatever he's up <laughs> to, Londo. Yeah, he's like, who cares? It's like, I, ask him. I don't know. so many of these fucking guys on Centauri Prime. It's like, well, well, guess gonna... what? We're getting a new one. Uh, We're getting yeah, a new man. one. Love, more and what more. I love about his level of prissiness is, He's almost like Varini was where he's a sycophant, but he has that extra level of attitude where he knows that he can just say shit to Londo and get away with it. Like Lord Varini would never say that stuff, but this guy, he, 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 he doesn't like Londo clearly, but he knows his place not to speak too much. Just such a great position for a character. Wonderful. These, yeah, they always nail with the Centauri and we're about to meet a new freaky Free. Centauri. Uh, mm -hmm. So the, the the this guy leaves. Vitari leaves to see what's up with uh, Jono, and then this dude shows up. This old gray hair. His oh name boy. is Vol, and he <laughs> okay. 
He just struts up to Londo this and goes, get to. this freaking Narn out of here, you piece of shit. This Narn is a barbarian. All Narns are monsters. They want to stab us in the back. And I've Jakar got Jakar goes, Jakar's clap back. I've got it Please ready. Please give us a clap back. Turn your back on them for a second. They'll stick a knife in it. A Norn <laughs> would never stab a Centauri in the back. It has always been our tradition to go for the chest. That way you can see the life go out of their eyes. Oh, my God. Dude, this is like one of nerd. Him. Yeah, this is this is a this is an epic clapback from Jakar. Yeah. <laughs> he loves, dude. He loves this because he, he knows. Having a good day. Here's uh, the thing: Jakar is strong. He's a powerful man. So if someone steps to him, he's gonna take care of his fucking business. And he's got the and he's the future emperor's bodyguard. So it's like people yeah. you cannot fuck with him. Don't fuck so with he Jakar. Loves this. Well, he's, he's Vol has a mind fuck for him right here, and he goes, "I got a little oh. surprise for you." See this guy? Look at my new fun friend. You recognize this guy? He's carrying a whip. Remember this dude? Does that ring any bells? And Jakar goes, this yeah, motherfucker. You're, you're the I guy that whipped me. This was not mm -hmm. going to rattle Jakar. I knew he, I knew he was going to handle and this. And Vol goes, I'm a powerful man. Jakar, next five minutes, whatever you do, I won't press charges, I promise you. So go nuts. Do whatever you want to do to this dude who whipped you. First of all, Jakar so, knows that horseshit in the first place. Yeah. Probably gonna they, they Jakar calls his bluff. That's right. He takes the whip and it looks like perhaps he will he will break, but he doesn't. And he says he turned it Mr. On. Mr. Vol, who would you be mad at? The 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 hand that whips you or the heart who said to do it? And Vol is like, Oh, you got me. You got, I would be mad at the <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought I had you. I thought no, I had yeah, you, but yeah, you Jakar, yeah, you and stomped on it. And Jakar goes, and by the way, the real pain is not the, the heart or the hand, it's the freaking mouth. All right. Hmm. Wow. So how yeah, about you shut your it? Your big fucking mouth. And, and so why don't, you shit yeah, why don't you shut the fuck up? fucking ass. I'm Jakar. Yeah, ass. I like this scene a lot. I thought this it scene, worked really well. And Yeah, this scene was all up until this, and unfortunately, Vitari runs in and goes, Londo, some bad news. Oh, oh, no. Follow no. me. Oh, oh no. No, no, ah. something with Lord Jarno, no. Please don't tell me yeah. that a really chill guy got killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that could do a only normal time. man on this planet. Well, before, you leave the scene, be before you do leave the scene, you have to uh, give one up to Jakar for being a pervert because he does give a little kissy thing to one Ooh. of the Centauri noble women there. He just goes, Ooh. oh, yes. Because yeah, well, yes. they're, all, they're was, all into yeah. him, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were all That's, touching him. This has got to be... I gotta be honest, this is probably also a big reason why Jakar wanted to do this. He's like... <laughs> because I'm we know he likes Centauri their... women. We uh, do they, yeah, he does like all their ladies. He likes because alien touched... women. Because he does. he does. We know he fucks. And he he's just fuck. like... He knows he's he's got major Chad energy and he's just gonna waltz in there and he's gonna be like, ladies love me. Sorry. He's right. Know, he's right. I don't know if this is a reference to it, but in real life, Andreas Katsoulis found that he was sexier as Jakar. And so when they had breaks in between scenes, he would be outside smoking and, and women would flock to him and touch oh him God. and talk to him <laughs> and found him very sure. charming. Because he thought in real life, he was a very ugly man. But as Jakar with the outfit and the makeup and the contact lenses, he thought he was very sexy. He felt sexy. <laughs> wow. And it's so, like uh, oh George God. Michael and the muscle sure i'm sure yeah. that was a reference absolutely well that was very fun but what we see next is not because uh john dead and we see mm. him hanging he's hang we don't see him hanging God but damn. we see his his boots yeah. hanging there and uh, david Jono. carradine yeah jakar says 
I looked into this motherfucker's eyes. He did not have the look of someone who wanted to die. And Londo says, I know he has been murdered. It's murder. Murder. Yeah. It's murder and most murder foul. Most foul. Yeah. Yes. Jakar turns to the camera and he goes, what a delicious mystery for us to solve. <laughs> yes. Hmm. All right. All right. So the next scene, we are uh, a meeting of the minds here, really. Byron meets with Garibaldi. Mm. And Great he wants to a address... Meeting a meeting of titans. Yeah. Uh, he wants to address the council. And uh, he doesn't... He's like, I'm not going to tell you why. I just want to do it. And uh, Garibaldi goes, absolutely not. I need to know something. Like, you can't just, you can't just do that. And so Byron does a little telepath thing, and he reads his mind, and he goes, yeah, well, like, hee hee hoo ha ha. And he says, yeah. ah, ah, I see that you've had some shipping lines that have been attacked, and everyone's mad about it. I have some information, and hmm. everyone's going to want to hear it, but I have to tell it to everybody at once. Don't ask me why, but I got to do it. Yeah. And Garibaldi goes, great. Drop something on you. I'm going to drop a big Okay, you gave me something. You. Yeah, you gave me I like this scene. I like this scene because Garibaldi's right during the entire thing. He's just laying it out very professionally. And it's a good little turning point for Byron where now he's going to use his powers for, you know, quote unquote, wrong, re like bad reasons. He's yeah. worming his way in via using his mind powers. And we started out with him being Mr. No, we do it all nobly. We're all good. But now... He, he needs to get in that room, so he's going to do anything to get in there. He's going to do what he's got to do, and he just did it. He just did what he has to do. And we see the meeting, and they wrap up. Sheridan and Delenn wrap up some bullshit, whatever, who cares? And they go, and now well, a little, a special uh, little boy. A special, a special presentation from the sex champion himself, Byron. And Byron shows up with Lita, and he goes, hey, everybody. Uh, so I lied about what I was going to say. I got some other shit. And Arian goes, oh, he lied. He, he lied. lied. <gasps> uh, my, my gal oh my pal, Lita, we, we had some pretty <laughs> wacky sex the other night. She's, <laughs> she's going around with she's some last night. Sorts of shit. It was last night. Uh, last, last night we night. made physical or a couple love. nights to go at this point. I don't know. And last then night. and then they go. Last night you mean the day of the dead? Which, by the way, when we say day, we actually mean night. Why didn't somebody say? Oh, yeah. Jesus! Why didn't somebody say Byron? You missed Rebo and Zudi. <laughs> well, I was too busy Where getting fucked by Lita to the point of her coming so hard she woke up a room full of people with her mind orgasming. I was too busy doing that. Too busy. Busy. You, you missed their hat routine. You missed their hat routine where they. It went on for up. 17 minutes. <laughs> now, he goes, here's my little girlfriend, Lita. She's passing around a paper, and it says that the Vorlons created us. And listen, we were made for a war that's over. We have no place to go, but we all, we did fucking, we did a bunch of shit for all of you with our psychic powers. So you owe us a whole planet. Rightfully. And, uh, and Sheridan's like, okay, hold on a minute. You're out of order. What you're asking for is he and then... the, the the bad gavel. Tink, tink, yeah. tink, tink, tink. Why? I love what I love about Sheridan. He basically stands up and just argues nothing. Like he has no yeah. point to stand on. Sheridan's just being an asshole because these people didn't make a proper meeting. They're blindsiding him. But what they're asking for is legitimate. It's like we literally got sacrificed oh, yeah. in two of your wars, by yeah. the way. Got nothing well, in return. All we want is I don't know, civil rights and a planet, and Sheridan is immediately like, no, fuck Sheridan you. Gets so you mad. He, gets he, gets he gets big mad immediately because he broke the rules. 
Yeah, and so he's like, you broke the rules, but he goes, you we gave up so much for every one of you. We were created as weapons. Now we just want a, a place to just fucking like Iron, fuck all excuse day. Me. This is you not following Robert's rules of order. And every you, you there's a bunch of planets that are just out there that no one lives on. Give us one of those, please. Sheridan is in the background while he's saying this, just throwing stuff around, just jumping all over. Be like, no, and then, the no, rules. No. This and is the difference goes, between Sheridan and Sinclair. One was a good diplomat. The other loses their shit immediately because <laughs> no, oh, Sheridan has like... <laughs> It's like, Jordan yeah, has some no emotional juice, buddy, tolerance. He just immediately flies off the handle when nothing it goes his loses. way. And I love yeah. that. I love that yeah. this sequence, you feel conflicted because Byron did manipulate his way in there. He did play he them. Did. He did he lie. Did. He did twist and turn things. But at the same time, Sheridan is reacting so aggressively to what is very... Yeah, and... And we'll get more of it in the upcoming scene, but I just love how Sheridan is painted like such an asshole in season five. It's like, you won the war, now what? Oh, you have to yeah. govern? Oh, that's right, you don't know uh, how, because you're just yeah. He's a little boo He's a boohoo baby. Well, we find out that Byron, uh, this is not, he, he has committed a couple of different uh, rule breakings here, and he goes, look, you're going to give us a planet. Because if you don't, I got some bad news for you. Me and my uh, cabal of, of love, sexy perverts so much. Yeah. have been walking around and picking up all your little secrets for the last you heard couple all of your, days. All your freaky secrets. So let me be clear. This is a freaking blackmail. This is a shakedown, okay? We, we've scanned all of the, the porn folders that are in your brains. <laughs> we, uh, give us a home world. Give us one of your planets. Or we will reveal all of your we freaky secrets. your hard drives. We have, we, we have uh, confiscated all of them. So before I continue, I do just want to say this is the time of the episode where we have our patented Schweppes check-in. Thank you. Now, Ryan, I just need you to be on hand for me here because, uh, you know, this sure. is important. Uh, it's very important. <clears throat> so please correct me when it's time for you to correct me. Did you, you know that in mm-hmm. 2008, the Japanese Asahi group bought Schweppes Australia from Cadbury. 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 Say it like Byron would say it. There's no berry. Oh, yes. From Cadbury. From Cadbury. All right. So Cadbury. All right. Thank you, Ryan, for correcting my clumsy accent. But here we go. Cadbury. Bright and beautiful. Bright and chocolatey. Pure milk. <laughs> I would love it. just Byron reviewing food. All right. Well, that was our Schweppes <laughs> check-in, uh, Cadbury. All right. Anyway, so next scene is the immediate aftermath, and Garibaldi is PO'd. And he goes, oh, I, I have it. I have this. Never, ever, ever trust a telepath. I swear to you that I'm going to wow. have that tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. But damn okay. it. I'm sorry. It I, wasn't your fault. It was. <laughs> in all fairness, in all fairness to Garibaldi, I know we like to shit on him, but he's had seasons worth of shenanigans with the telepaths screwing him over, and he still tries to be nice from time to time, yeah, and it always okay. ends up biting him in the ass. And Listen, so I get it fun, in this he conversation. Got bester- like, he got besterized. Uh, he got besterized. Yeah. Best totally, to keep screwing around. Yeah. His brain is besterized. He got bested by the best. He got bested by the best. Bester. Yeah. He and Sheridan, wiped out. Sheridan is like, okay, cool down, Garibaldi. What the hell are we going to do about all this? And, and he goes, Garibaldi, 
way, we are all calling you Garibald now. We're all calling you Garibald. We made that a lot. And he's like, what? I didn't know that. You've been saying that behind my back? Hey, I wonder if you've been saying that for at least three years. At least he admits he's bold. Unlike unlike Bruce Boxleitner. Mr. Pink on hair. It's true. true. It's It's all fake, Mr. Hairhead. It's all fake. It's all attached. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots for all of our hair, hair hat friends on Babylon 5. Speaking of Bester, yikes. Uh, but Delenn is the voice of reason here and, and says, what if, what if Byron has a point? What if this is actually something we should consider? Because uh, imagine you were created to be a weapon and everyone hated you and made you an outcast. And then you were used... And then the the your use is over, but you're still here. And like, what if you want a place of your own, right? And Sheridan goes, oh, okay, yeah, well, maybe. Jesus Christ. Yeah, all right. uh, another clip. Okay, I grant you. On a strictly <laughs> idealistic level, it's understandable. I grant you. He has they a good did it voice. the wrong way, the inconvenient way. He does. Yeah. 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 You the know, wrong way. Um, you could call it an inconvenient truth. Yeah. Like he said. I, I, you should, you could disagree with me, but don't, you know, don't protest, don't shut down the the streets. That's he just broke the rules. Yeah. So, rules. but Delenn, Delenn says, uh, 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 I remember a certain president of Earth, yeah, saying that about you, about your little civil war. And yeah. he goes, Oh, I got you. Yeah, got me. Yeah, yeah. You're my, my wife. Be- got me. Your beautiful my, my wife, wife. Got my me. Beautiful blushing. Damn bride. her and her memories and how she uh, has God, them. Damn, and she can recall to the continuity of the show that we live in. That I think Jakar is. Jakar winked at me. He kind of winks at me. It seems like maybe he somehow saw it, but I don't know. But no, how could he do that? But anyway, so. He, uh, Delenn, and they're ready to go, and he goes, well, at least this is just a political problem, and it hasn't turned violent yet. And Garibaldi <laughs> says, not yet. 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 Well, after everyone yeah. leaves, he says that yeah. to himself He says that to himself. To the camera, yeah. And, and then us. back, and then Mac and Bo in the background yeah. just reacting. Oh, oh yeah. boy, here goes again talking to himself, <laughs> that loser. This is, this but is he's one good of my at his job. But he's good at his job. But he's and good at his job. I like his shaved head. I think he looks handsomer that way. <laughs> He's just a working Joe like me. Oh, but um, yeah. I like I said, I adore how Sheridan comes across in this episode. The fact that he even says the "I'll grant you morally, like idealistically, <laughs> we would love to do this." But guess what? I don't give a shit about that. I just care yeah, about doesn't matter to what me. matters to me. Yeah. This is like one of the first big conflicts that the Interstellar Alliance is given. It is hey. You know how there's a whole group of people who are slaves on Earth? Could you help us? And instead of grabbing that and taking it, he throws it on the ground and blames them. It's just yeah, such it's, a such What is a he, a Democrat? <laughs> oh, 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 hey! Thank you, everyone. Who is he, Joe Biden? Whoa, hey! You know who, who are the, you know who the real comedians are? Those clowns in Congress. <laughs> Well, what a here we go. Clown. We're back on Centauri, and we get we get a, our my new favorite type of Jakar, which is snacking Jakar, and he's just eating some ice cream. <laughs> Jakar is having such a good fucking time. And Londo's ribbing him. He's like, "You always eating snacks." He goes, "Yeah, well, what is, what are you I love do? to I see love snacks. I, I love, love to, to see Jakar just living his living his best life here. He's he's just having fun." But who's that at the door? Knock knock knock. Who's knock knock knocking on Londo's door? It's Vitari. 
And he goes, hey, good news. The regent, he's up and about, and he wants to see you. Yeah. So get on out. You know how to uh, get to the secret passage you know how to get them, right? with the uh, yeah, murder get... corridor, right? Yeah, yeah. go through the, mor- the murder passageway. Okay, all right. So they go through this passageway, and, oh, God, a bunch of, all of a sudden, secret doors open, and a bunch of Centauri creeps are creeping out of there, and they have, uh, listener, they, you be you the know, judge. They look like swords. They look like I was going to say, stuff. listener, you be the judge. Are they big knives, or are they small swords? Don't know. You be the judge. <laughs> yeah. And they seem, Jakar and Londo seem to know that something's fucked up going on. And, and Jakar says, Londo, when I move, you just keep running. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Jakar turns around and he's a, he's a, a football player all of a sudden. Yeah, he's just it's a, time to, it's time to tackle, it's time to tackle the knife boys. And he tackles He brings his ground. fighting skills back. Remember that one time he gave Zach Allen a coat hanger when he was on his way to kill Londo? Well, he's bringing those skills back he's in action. Them back. He is yeah. a very, you know, there's a lot to love about Jakar. And this Jakar, is because he ate, by the way. All of this would have happened if he wasn't yes. snacking. He ate. Bad luck. Yeah. To die yeah, on Jakar, an empty stomach. Let's, if, if we can do some, uh, some power scaling here. Jakar has to have the has to be the strongest of all the main cast in terms of physical Absolutely. strength. Absolutely, physical Absolutely. strength. Yeah. Powerful. We saw him break out of his bonds easily. Yeah, uh, yeah. and everyone was like, "There's no way he can break out of that." He has he, incredible strength. He lives. Uh, yeah, he lives. It's he right, lives. Well, yeah, I want to talk about another red-eyed alien that we meet in just a second because mm. Londo runs, he sprints, and a door slams behind him, and he's in this secret room. And Vol is there, and he goes, Londo, you shouldn't have come back. I have my sights on the throne, this so is, I'm going to kill it. your sorry ass. This, and he this throws is, a dagger. This is, this is my favorite moment in the episode. He throws a dagger this. at Londo's heart, but it stops. Great. I love this. Just it, in the air, it, it just stops. It around. I was just like, oh. And then it flips over. No. And who did it? But this strange creature. It's a freak. With glowing red <laughs> eyes. And Londo's I, like, who's this freak? I, this is my, of course, my favorite aspect of all of Babylon 5 is when a freak shows up. Well, and here's a, a classic freak. It's a freak of some We kind. only see him in silhouette, and he has those glowing red eyes. <laughs> yeah, and Ryan and I are thrilled because we know what, is what this freak is. He yeah, looks like a Power Ranger we've villain. Seen, we've even yeah. seen this freak in the show before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a story for another time. Oh. It's a soul man. It's a Lou Walsh. Oh, wish. oh <laughs> boy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Keffer Skeleton. I want Skeleton Keffer to come back. So Is it is it sad that Londo and Keffer never spoke? Of course Isn't it's that sad. A true sadness? What would of they say to one another? Of course, it's sad it's that many Keffer didn't speak. They never got to meet Captain Lockley. Yeah, oh. so I don't even want to go down this road. Imagine Keffer meeting Byron and mad. Oh, that would oh, they, they would, would kiss. A, they would have an ep- Yeah, that would be beautiful. Yeah, they they, they, they wouldn't they little. wouldn't uh, be out of each no. other's arms for more than a moment. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I ship uh, I ship Byron and Lou Welch. I think they're an odd couple. Uh, that would really I think well. Lou. I think Lou would have been like, you know what? These guys are. are Lou right. would I'm gonna fuck join too their, much for Byron. He'd I'm gonna like, join yeah. their cult. He'd join the cult. He'd fuck them all and say, "All right, I'm done." I'm well. Lou would just home. yeah. Lou would just be and he then he just be eating cake. You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "You guys got Lou and his cake. You guys got any more cake?" And Byron would be like, "He ate I another cake." About <laughs> Lou's cake. Thank Lou you for reminding what if me. Byron would just be Lou's like, "Cake, Lou, Lou's cake having, and Lou's cake." And someone tell me who ate our 
our, our cake. And I, I, I oh, want to be clear. Oh, what I'm talking you about Lou's fantastic ass. Fantastic ass. <laughs> Thank you, man. Lou, does Lou have the yeah, finest yeah, ass Ryan of anyone who's ever... Ryan up to of course. <laughs> Does Lou have the finest ass of anyone who's been on Oh, I go to... <laughs> he has a finey hiney. Now, oh, the door yeah, opens Lou. up, and Jakar stumbles in. He goes, I just took care of those, those bad boys. Yeah, you didn't what, see any freaks in here, did what's you? What's going on? Any freaks in here? And... <laughs> Londa yeah. looks the the creature is gone. I want to be Very clear. Mysterious. When Jakar disappeared behind those doors and he was fighting those two guys, I was not worried about him for a fucking. No, second. not even a second. I was no, just like, he's gonna, he's no got anxiety. He's got it. He's, he's fucking got it. He ate a little bowl of iced cream. Yeah. He's, he's so strong. Those two guys got nothing. Nothing. So we're back in the sex dungeon, and Byron is. We don't see exactly what happened, but Byron is mad, and he says. Look, no one was supposed to leave the sex dungeon, okay? Until we heard back from the we council from sex from our, we have also, a pact. I had a You're cake not- here, and someone ate the cake. <laughs> we oh, had I'm a- sorry, Byron. <laughs> Lou Welch walks out. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, Byron. We now but, we uh, have to go buy another cake. <laughs> yeah, one one of the boys went out to get another cake because they said, "Look, the the yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be mad yeah. at us. We need supplies here." And Byron goes, "You idiots! You dummies!" We have to be Steve, together. Steve, yeah. get it correct. He says, you idiot. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah idiot. That's go English with it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I just love, yeah, guys, why didn't you get supplies before we did our big plan? You, you <laughs> it didn't it did yeah. seem like this was that a, is like, a, a good plan. question, Ryan. Like, but I don't know. Like, Byron made a plan. He literally told it like he was standing I mean, there. He goes, here's our I, plan. If, and broke it down and at no point did they think oh let's get supplies before we do the basically act of espionage against the interstellar if i were were to have a non-jerky answer i would say it's probably that Uh, byron has a bit of a martyr complex and he's like kind of looking forward to doing a hunger strike and he thinks that's going to be the most effective so maybe but who gets shit do you think that i think think it's also that uh, I think that, uh, like within the, the the story, I think it's that uh, we're now clearly outside of uh, Byron's uh, territory. Control. Like yeah, he, this is not stuff that he's good at anymore. Like yeah, he, like uh, he was like, "I'll just hang out down here, and then eventually everyone will figure out that we're cool." And uh, and then like they all get mad because of uh, the uh, Lita's orgasm. Terrible idea. Yeah. And, so, and then it's time for us to be stupid. Yeah. And he says, yeah. "Why did you leave? Because we have to be a united front here. We need to be. Uh, we need to be good boys and girls, and we need to stay together and not yes. break any laws. Because if we break yes. any laws, then they're going to protect us. They will protect us. This is oh, how God, we can only works. have our freaky sex in our minds. We can't. We, this place smells really bad." We gotta have yeah. it just only in our brain. And, and again, this, split is, up. this is yeah, this is introducing the idea that now his colony is fracturing and splitting off into different cells and groups, and you have this yeah. one other telepath guy who's he's speaking a lot of reasonable ideas, yeah, yet absolutely. you can tell there's an anger behind it all. While Byron he has a little bit more of that uh, pomposity of it will all work out as long yeah, as we do it my way. And this guy is coming across from a very emotional place, which is what I like as the difference between Byron and this guy. Byron feels very detached a lot of the time. He feels very aloof. He's kind of hard to read. That's why I asked Steve, like, do you genuinely think he likes being a messianic figure? Because I, I can oh, never oh, really yeah. tell with Robin Atkin Downs' performance and the writing of if Byron likes it or if it's just something that's thrust mm. upon him that's because he's a leader. Yeah. 
I can't tell. You, you never know. But this well, guy, so he's coming in and he's like, I want to hurt like, He's like, look, this is bad. We got like, we got to be ready for some some action here. And, and Byron says, no, no, no. But then we see, unfortunately, a, a telepathic vision. This this guy who went out to get peanut butter and yeah. crackers and a little bit of mail. <laughs> Ryan, and, Ryan sent me a clip here. Oh, please. Yeah. This clip drove me crazy. It's very funny. This is a very good clip. Uh, uh, Ryan let's, sent this. Here we go. Get it. One of your kind violated our ambassador. Which was it? <laughs> what I can't get past one of your kind. What I can't get past is the Jazzy. Like we all know how they speak. We all know how the Jazzy speak. We all know their accent at this point, like the the very slow witted way. But this guy, this the first one in particular, he sounds like Deuce. Violated our ambassador. What was it? Sounds like William Sanderson. Just that kind of Southern Joel thing if, going on. What if How dare you and violate our... And Barry, the fact that he says violate our ambassador, it's so eloquent for a Drazi. The hey, people fight over violate our ambassador or what, what the hell are you doing over there? Well, <sighs> hey, maybe it's me, President Clinton. Don't do that. Uh, 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 I didn't hurt nobody. Violated our ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> well... So they need to, uh, this guy's getting beat up by some weird drowsies who, who speak in very funny ways. And Byron, they're all seeing it in their brain. And Byron says, okay, look, we got to leave him up here. It sucks, but he broke the rules and we got to let him just, we got to let him suffer up there because it's, it'd be too fucked up if we go up to help him. It sucks, but we got to, but this other guy yeah. is like, no, we're like, we got to yeah. look out for each other here. I'm going to go. I'm stopping this right now. And we, we and, see he, go, a and he looks of, to the crowd and he goes, everyone. Gather the pipes. Gather the pipes. It's pipe it's time. Pipe. <laughs> Finally. Pipe time. Thank it's time God to lay some pipe. For a Babylon 5 pipe fight. Yes. Now, and it's oh my pipes. God, we haven't had a pipe fight. It's pipe you know fight what? time. It's pipe I don't time. remember the last they pipe fight. This looks like it's it's big, big fans for a while. Big fans, pipes, smoke. Now, this is here's my question. season one energy. I don't mean to be a uh, 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 plot holy or whatever. I am curious as to why uh, they didn't use their mind powers here because they, I know that they can do that. They've done that earlier, right? Like there was a previous episode where like they like repelled the guys. I, I think only some of them can do that. Yeah, yeah, I think I don't only know if some it's of like them a, can do it's that. Because it's like they have like their different like levels of, of yeah. psychic power. Yeah. Um, and also, Sean, pipe fights pipe? are fun. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you Look, gotta. I know sometimes you, like, you listen, brain powers. You want to use them all the time, yeah. but uh, there's something alluring sometimes about a pipe you, hitting a head. Listen, I'll be real with you. Sometimes you gotta just beat pipe. the shit out of somebody with a pipe. With a pipe. And, and they do. Please be real <laughs> with me, Sean. Please. <laughs> there you go. Fuck it. We're not using our brains. We have pipes now. Are fucking wimps. <laughs> they go down like chumps. <laughs> yeah. These telepaths just take no, a couple pipes, pipes. No. And it's just like ding dong. They're gone. Run, they is, have pipes. They have pipes. They're chumps. These guys had knives. They're the Jossie had knives. They had knives, and they got beat like by a bunch Simpsons of losers. Like that episode where the aliens run away with the 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 board with the yeah the, with the, the nail with the nail on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and Byron and and the people who stayed behind, they're all seeing this, and and this is just like <laughs> they're this all they're all, this this. this like, I'm sorry that this this did make me laugh a little bit. Where they're <laughs> they're watching, they're they're psychically watching, just them beat the shit out of these drowsy with pipes. Yeah, this is like, yeah. Oh. 
They're like, no. They're like, no I wish I had a pipe no. so I could be there. <laughs> yeah, and this <laughs> highlights what Ben's point earlier about this is outside of Byron's kind of reign of control because throughout this episode, we're seeing each one of them fail in different ways of leadership. Like Londo's failed because he hasn't been paying attention. He's left it over there and now he's come back and everything's creepy and weird. We have Sheridan is bad at leadership in this episode because he doesn't, he, he's arrogant. He doesn't give a fuck. And then Byron, he's just too inert. He just lets them go with the weapons. Like he puts up a little bit of a fuss about it, but overall he just shrugs his shoulders and goes, boo hoo, they didn't listen to me. Like really inadequate leadership from, from Byron. Yeah. And so and I can't help but laugh at him with his long hair draping over his hand as he's boo hooing about it. Yeah, he just can't do it. He just, he's just not a good boss, which is... He's only 20 years five. old. Give him a break. Have you Give ever tried break. to run a colony when you were 20 years old? Don't yes, think so. Did. Well, yeah, I would try to trade a lot. That would be accurate. Yep. <laughs> well, we get a... Ben, we get a commercial break here. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? All right. Oh, well, you. it's time for a commercial. Refreshment that lasts. I need refreshment that lasts. <laughs> Already did the. We already did a fucking Schweppes check in. Before this, this is, this is a commercial. Sean, oh, God's sake. <laughs> 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 That's a Can I ask an Australian Wait, question? Le- Schweppes Schweppes can I, lemonade. Can I ask an Australian? Did that say lemonade? Is lemon lime soda called lemonade? That was an Australian commercial, Sean. Yes, that was an Australian commercial. No, we just called it what you just said it. So lemonade here is soft drink. Okay. Uh, And then the traditional lemonade is uh, like house-made lemonade. That's what we Uh call it. Oh, okay. Um, That's pretty It's very annoying for foreigners (laughs) to be like, let's have some lemonade. And then you hand them just a a soft drink, like a bubbly drink. And it's like, this isn't lemonade. It is to us. I'm not going to Australia for a lemonade. I want a Foster's when I'm down there. I want a nice Foster's. <laughs> I want a Blooming Onion. Uh, hey, uh, it's Australian yeah. for beer. I want one of those Foster. big beers I've heard so much about. Well, yeah, thank you for that. Big. Thank you for that, Schweppes. Uh, my favorite lemonade is Schweppes. Uh, now, after that commercial, we see Sheridan. He's in the chamber, the council chambers, and he's he's looking sad. He too is burdened yeah, with uh, with the unfortunate situation. Having a day in the strife, all right. Day yeah, he strife. sure is. And here's a here's our Zach Allen scene. He got paid yes. for the day. Zach showed there he up. Is. There's and Zach. he gets two hey, scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes, "Okay, Zach, all right. Yeah, I, you heard all about my uh, my little blunder here, didn't you? All the ambassadors are mad at me. They're all uh, everyone's mad. This whole cargo thing, and then this telepath thing. It sucks." They uh, all, dude, we finally got them all to agree on one thing. They hate the fucking telepath. They hate the telepath. <laughs> that's Fuck the, them. That's the We're thing, not giving though, them shit. Right? Which is, the Volons talked about this before, is order is gained by having a mutual enemy. And that is coming true in this side of the story, where it's like their mutual enemy yeah. is the telepaths who suck. The, but what the I mutual enemy is the telepaths who, is very, who found all their porn yeah. folders in their brains. Yeah. And, and or threatened are, and to has, get their porn folders. He has our hard drives. He's going to release all our freaky secrets. They'll all our freaky never shit. find my porn folder because it's labeled yeah. Yeah. work. 
Yeah. We know what you've called your pawn folders. We know you what? call them work. It's called work. Or you just put, <laughs> you just. But this, this sequence has one of, like, uh, I, just, you guys talk about a lot how there are episodes where cast members aren't in it. And the episode has to I dictate have the, the why they're not here. To, to TSF for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just the most labored writing of. Well, let me guess. Yeah. Lockley, who should rightfully yeah. be in this yes. episode, has yes. she reminded you about. to remind me that she thought this idea of a yep. colony of telepaths was a bad idea, right from the start. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. You know what that line That's... is? That line is uh, JMS looking at the budget for the episode and being like, "Okay, no Lockley." Yeah, no. Like, Tracy paying her. We uh, Kaniki, yes, he gets a, a scene and a half. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, 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 Scoggins. One of those uh, scenes has to be voiceover. Yeah. And like, scene, why is, well, why is Lockley not here? She is taking a nap. She's tired. She's taking a nap. She had a weird she night with her dead friends. Yes, yeah, she, yeah. she did. And she also was very upset by Rebo and Zooty. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love that. That was, that was genuinely funny, but look at just the hat her She's like, I got too much Zooty. karmic damage from the hat exchange routine. So Zach says, Lockley wants these telepaths brought in but you are protecting them do you still want to protect them okay and sheridan goes yeah you know what you got a good point there i think Doesn't... that we could work something out but but things are a little hot right now let's get them in prison and yeah. then that will, and then that will solve cool it. things down <laughs> but let's that's round them up sheridan. Yeah. that's sheridan though great. he was mr hero of mars because he crushed those riots with his iron boot of justice like yeah. of course yeah. he would say the best way to bring peace is by using military might because that's how he's won every battle that's how he won yeah. the uh, civil war that's how he won the shadow that's battle. it's always military might send so in the goons to come in and say these hippies who pose no real physical danger to us and just have ominous threats Let's just bash their heads in until they agree with us, and then they'll and then they'll cool off in jail because that's what happens. You send someone to jail and they cool off their their whole. Yeah, they're, they're like, thank you, thank you, thank you for sending me to jail. And thank goes, you, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank yeah. you, Zach, thank you. I like you. Jail. Have to you have to respect the law. That's what I'm always saying. It's ridiculous. That's right. Yeah. He goes, Zach. I withdraw my protection. Go nuts. Go go get them all. <laughs> wild. Truly <laughs> wild. Dumbass. Go, yeah. Just take them. Again, I'm sure this will all be fine. This is what makes season five really stand out for me is I often have a problem with Sheridan being a little bit too much of a goody two shoes. That mud never really sticks on him. He's always golly gee. But in season five, with stuff like this, they're taking all of that stuff and saying, isn't it kind of bad though? Here he is at the end of this episode, wringing his hands going, ah, golly gee, I guess we just have to squash this civil rights movement before it gets going, huh? Fuck them. Let's just bring in the cops and bash their skulls in and put them in prison. That will teach them. It's, uh, you know, it's when, when Betty uh, uh, says in Mad Men, well, maybe it's not your time. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so we get to Byron. He's, he's in his little sex dungeon with all of his friends and he goes okay let's shit's going down i got a i got a bad feeling sheridan just did something stupid up there so they're gonna come they're gonna arrest us but we will refuse to be arrested <laughs> there we go peacefully yeah we will Ugh. peacefully refuse yeah. to be arrested and everyone's like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> they're Dude, gonna I don't know like, what to tell you they're gonna like, come they're gonna be fucking nasty as shit out there and they're gonna if it so yes you've made some uh, pains to make it so that they can't get in here. 
cool. They are going to starve us out. And Byron goes, great. Let our hunger strike will soften people's hearts to our cause. No and Byron's like, what is wrong with you? See, I didn't sign this up for is that. Byron's problem. His idea yes. has merit if he didn't do the whole blackmail thing beforehand. Exactly. You can't have yes. both. You can't yeah. have one where it's an aggressive it's... tactic to get what you want and then the peaceful tactic to get what you want. You yeah, can't listen, just do I, one after the other like that. We all he know that no I'm the biggest Byron head on the planet. I'm a Byron booster. Uh, I feel like this probably could have been handled a little bit better. Uh, this could have been handled. And the other, this listen, guy, yeah. it's, I, it's I didn't catch his name, but the, 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 the head of the of splinter the, section. The violent yeah, section. he's like, I've seen what these people do when they're angry and desperate. Me and my sister were told that everything would be okay. We just had to keep our head down and things would be fine. They tore us from our family and put us in this, like, it was Don't horrible. you know what they did to Somber David's family? Yeah. 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 And he says, you, you were onto something with fighting back with whatever we could. So we're yeah. going to fight back. Yeah. When we hit those, those wimpy drowsy with the pipes, we stole all their special swords. So and, and yeah, we, we have traded our pipes for swords. Check out their daggers. We we got some swords, and we're <laughs> ready. Like we don't like fight. violence, but here's the thing: these daggers are sick. So <laughs> they do look cool. Also, everyone on Babylon Five fucking run around with swords and shit. Like this is great. Uh, we can fight them with swords. All right, all right, great. Um, but he goes, Byron is mad. He goes, "Haven't you learned anything from me, Byron? We no. have to be peaceful." No. No, we haven't. You're not a good teacher, you idiot. Closer than sisters. Closer than sisters. <laughs> See, if he had just gone into Travis touchdown mode, he would have avoided oh, it. Oh, he would have just started yeah, kicking been... ass. You know? I just... Unfortunately, I gotta say, I think there's too much fucking going down in the mm-hmm. fuck fest and not enough yeah. political fucking, not motivation. Enough yeah. I think he just nutted yeah. a little too hard. And, I can't help but roll my eyes when he gives them the lecture of like, have I taught you nothing? Don't you understand the ways of this? And I think about the episodes previously. It's like, what have you taught them? Did you Mr. Sir Henry, motherfucker, he just jetted. What a <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, he's got to start talking like need. that. Mr. Sir Henry, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that's and... not what happened. He just says, go if you will. Go if you want to, but I'm staying here. And people who have a good heart, who want to star- want to starve for a cause that no one's going to yeah. ever fight for, you yeah. stay with me. We're and all going to get our ass kicked and... I, I think God. like half. I would say about leave. half of them leave. And, Maybe and a third. How Rightfully sad. so. Rightfully yeah. so, yeah. Because he barely even had something else. I haven't been so worked up in ages. When you see your bro in hell, tell him he's still a douche. That's what he should have said. That's what he should have said, but he didn't. He's... Play, you need to play me the fiddle line from Metal Gear Solid. That's one of oh, my of favorite lines yeah, that I've in any video game. I gave you a fiddle wall. They played us like a damn fiddle! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there it is. It's one of the best line deliveries in Metal Gear Solid franchise. Which one is, which one is that? Which one is that from? He's Miller in, um, that is in Ground Zero. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't played that one yet. Fun fact, right. this is a side detour, but in Metal Gear Solid 1, Miller is played secretly played by the villain. And so when Robin Atkin Downs had to play the real Miller, like the real life, like the real version of the character, he phoned up the guy who played Liquid Snake and said, how do I do the voice? And Cam Clark just sat back oh, and yeah, said, Clark, darling, yeah. accept the check. That's what his <laughs> advice was, just accept the check. Good advice. That's funny. Great advice. That's very good. Thank you, Cam Clark. Uh, Thank Liquid, you, Cam the Clark. legendary Liquid Snake. 
great character. Well, we're back one now. of the Ninja Blade Ham. One, uh, here we are back in Centauri, our, uh, the planet of the the freaks, and and uh, Vitari is. Uh, let's see. Oh, he uh, he sees Londo and Jakar there, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, you! I'm so happy that you're alive right now. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I, I've got that right here. And Thank I you, can't man. Tell you how glad we are that you escaped harm, Prime Minister. <laughs> how <laughs> did you manage to? It's just it's awesome. I live a charmed life, clean living. <laughs> Yeah. This guy is like a seed stealer in this a, episode. I love this story. Great. This is yeah. This Every is time we a, go to Centauri Prime, it's just uh, another weirdo who sucks. Yeah, just another little it. for, just it's this episode city. is full of just fun. It's this fucking is a, awesome. Yeah. A very fun episode. And we haven't even breaks. entered the demented zone yet, which yeah. will be very yeah. soon. And <laughs> so there's like, thank God Vol is dead. That guy was always trouble. Uh, and Londo goes, okay, enough with your fucking ass kissing. First of all, number one, where's the regent? I want the regent. Number two, you started all that last night. Were you trying to get me killed, you idiot? Uh, I, got, I got up and he's like, uh, no, 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 it was me. So he's weaseling, he's, he's, he's weaseling hard out of it. And as he's kind of uh, sweating, uh, an arm appears and beckons them over. And they go, okay, shut up. Shut up, Atari. I don't want to. I, I don't. There's a mysterious care. arm. I'm going it's to check mysterious. out the arm. It's not mysterious. You could tell by yeah. the way it's fr- like how how it's shaking that it's clearly the yeah, region. Just who that guy's head's always shaking. But Barini. So they follow and they go to a, a, a the door to the throne room. And Lando says, "I got this, Jakar." And so Jakar hangs back. Lando walks in. The regent is there, and he's giggling like a madman behind the throne. Oh. That was my big laugh in the episode is him popping out from behind the throne like a little <laughs> child going, and it's just, oh, oh, I adore it's, every I mean, time this the way, comes in. Absolutely. The way is, that he cycles through emotions. Oof. This is so entertaining and also heartbreaking uh, yeah. because, Ooh, yeah, yeah, as mentioned earlier, oh. like he's such an innocent and sweet, like of all of the like Cartagia era uh, Centauri, he's like the one. That just kind of seems like it's like oh he's just kind of a doddering uncle he's fine yeah and yeah. uh mm. and now like he's you know controlling like, something is 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 very sick and wrong yeah uh, yeah poor guy yeah and and we know why but the characters don't like londo has no clue he's just looking at oh, this yeah. broken it's man like, but we know and he says uh they're glad that uh he was saved last night and lando goes so you saved me and he goes oh not, not really it was them they like you they say that you're just like them <laughs> very it's scary like, line to what say what the fuck is this yeah this is, and he goes, this is very I, strange i have a message for you from them they know <laughs> that you've been asking about their supplies and their ships so just let it go and oh, the way not... he says that line, man, yeah. sends Jules down my spine. Because you can tell that it's no longer him speaking. It's like he's being controlled. He just says, let it go. Yeah. Very. Go. Ugh. And he says, you'll understand what this means soon enough. I know you're a little upset. Just don't, don't worry about it. And, L- and Lana goes, no, I want to under- understand it now. I want it now. No, no, now. you don't. <laughs> and Verena goes, I want to know now. You'll understand it soon. You have a little time now. Enjoy it. All right. Go out. Get some sunlight on your face. Eat a good meal. Laugh because you, you have this so was haunted, little time. This haunted me. You this have was, so uh, little time. Act talking like about a like fool. A, enjoy. Like I did. Enjoy. I, oh I really, 
I really like this because it's like, so we know the end of Londo's story and we know how it ends and we know why Jakar strangles him and uh, about the creepy crawler mm. um, that we see. And, um, but it's like, so we know all of this. And so it's like, uh, uh, does knowing all of this make how we get there less interesting? And it's actually, no, this is actually remarkably interesting. It's like, <laughs> and it yeah, makes it yeah. sadder. Really cool, it makes it yeah. sadder because you could argue Londo deserves his fate in the end, but this guy didn't do anything wrong. But he gets no, to well, suffer yeah. the legacy and consequences of the shadows and Londo's actions. But one of the things I really wanted to come on this episode about was just this 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 character, this this actor. They got him in in season one as just like mm -hmm. a guy. He was just a little guy that said a bunch of lines and then they liked him and brought him back and brought him back and yep. made him into this. And we often talk about with B5 where there's the plan, the big show Bible, but due to real life production, things don't go to the plan. Like Sinclair leaves. We all know why, but yep. stuff changes. But what I love about Babylon 5 on the flip side is things that aren't in the plan also get put in that are good, such as this actor, this one specifically, did such a unique performance of what was just a piece of exposition in season three. Let's write a whole character about him. And now let's give him a whole storyline. Yeah. And I can't imagine what the original, quote unquote, original version of this show would be if JMS and the casting cast and crew did not just accept the good things as well. Because we always talk about when production doesn't go right, you have to pivot. But also, you 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 embrace the things that did, did that just come before you, such as good actors. And yeah, this yeah. scene, this sequence, when they hired him, they yeah, maybe hired was... him as just a funny guy. Then yeah. years later, they have to rely on him being this. And like, that's just trust in the actor. Yeah, it's 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 very cool that like this like JMS like just saw that performance and he's like, Yeah, let's give him a little more. Let's give him a little let's more. more. All right, let's yeah, give him a great job here, yeah. An absolute like because this must be a lot of fun to do as an actor too. Oh, like yeah. this yeah. this scene must have been just delightful and like it's again, yeah, his very, very first appearance in the show he's he's it's like you wouldn't even remember it like it's just yeah he's just a guy it's, on not the on him. it's just uh it's just kind of a, like a oh hello londo i have a message for you from centauri like it's yeah a, and they 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 just trust the actors because you know, get this guy or the guy who plays narun you get them back in season one do they know that these actors have the ability to pull off something so drastically different and here we are in season five with this guy and i feel sorry for him while in Season three, even season four, I just looked him at looked at him as the funny little guy. Yeah, which Castell's he was good at. Guy. He was good at that, but he's good at this. So he uh, he dismisses Londo, and Londo tells Jakar that he uh, he doesn't know what he just learned. Yeah, and the camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that like, a lot. Where Jakar is just like, uh, so hey, what? What did you learn? He's like, dude, I don't fucking know, dude. I, like, I don't know what the fuck fucking, happened. I don't know what the fuck's going <laughs> but on. But I'm here. I'm weirded out. Uh, I'm gonna let's just sleep. The camera, <laughs> yeah. The camera then pans back into the throne room. Oh man! And Verini oh, no. starts to giggle in a strange way, and in the shadows, oh no, we it's, see mm -hmm. a it's new little, creep. It's it's. I thought that was this, the same freak. Or no, it's a different. No, freak, this freak right? has does not have red big red eyes. This freak is just a devil. He's got devil horns, and he's hanging he's in out the shadows, in the shadows. Literally, yeah, yeah. I think he's just Satan. 
And then he, he moves his hand, and then a, a tentacle kind of yeah. runs, like, starts to choke. Metal and he music. Goes, Rob Zombie music starts playing in this. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. And he just keeps choking and choking. Dur, it's dur, fucked dur, up. Dur, it's dur, fucked dur, up. Dur. Mm. Yeah. That later that night on Centauri Prime, Londo is, uh, he can't sleep. He's wide awake. And he calls for Jakar, who's sleeping at the foot of his bed like a giant uh, cat. And Jakar wakes up and says, oh, what do you want? That was weird, but then again, it's just like, uh, Jakar probably doesn't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. He said he's not going to sleep tonight because this palace is so scary that even Londo is afraid. But I'm not sleeping. This has become a haunted castle here, and I'm scared of ghosts. That would be a fun episode. Just Jakar and Londo have to spend a night in a haunted castle. Well, no, uh, Jakar and Londo meet the castle freak. Yeah. 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 And so, Rigo and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for us to leave. Like tomorrow morning we're going to fucking Babylon 5. We're getting the fuck out of this haunted castle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back and see all of our friends. And it's I like, see Lockley. And he Lockley. goes, oh, "Well, we had we have a whole month of things to do." And he goes, "I don't care. Get me the fuck out of here. I'm scared of this place. There's all the ghouls and, and goblins. I'm I'm scared of them." Uh and he's just like, "And what is going on with that there are ships what was he talking about and then the hmm. camera pans up to the, the the dark ceiling and then it keeps panning up and we're in space and the stars and we see a spaceship and someone on the spaceship is begging please don't kill us please please and they were not spared they blew up and that ship that we saw at the beginning is there and it flies away yep and it's, it's a, a centauri, centauri ship, ship. It's a Centauri yep, which ship. we saw hovering over uh, Centauri Prime at the beginning uh, of the episode. Uh oh, yeah. what's going on? That's not good. Well, let's go it's back to uh, the B the B plot here. Zach, Alan, I, I, I've I've got it. Types on the PA. <laughs> the Byron plot. On. It is. <laughs> this is Babylon Five Station Security to telepaths in Brown Sector. Like yep. I, I had to get get that because it's is just this on? A, 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 uh-huh. a, is this on? It's a good detail. Oh, this was very. Uh, oh boy. It's a good detail. I like that because Zach. Yeah, it's, a great it's, it's classic Zach. Nothing works for Zach. He can't get a yeah. uniform that fits. He can't get on a proper date. He 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 can't get the microphone to work in his favor. He he's this never episode is just like a lot he of characters on. in Babylon Five. Uh, uh, people who are on Babylon Five currently are are showing their worst traits really for, yeah. from, yes from sheridan but, byron zach r- really kind of everyone is kind of yeah, garibaldi to a degree of the show like this is the ending of the show and they're like hey did you notice that all of our characters kind of suck yeah they're kind of <laughs> things yeah. are not good nobody is showing their best of uh, their best we're on setting this. up for end game here i feel and it's like let's take everyone down a peg we yeah, we talk we've talked a lot in the past, um, and we've already even said it a couple times this episode. But it's like we talked a lot in the past in this podcast about what a dummy Sheridan is, but it always works out for him. Uh, but I don't think uh, <laughs> like this time out. all of his his dummy moves are not working. Yeah, he's out of no. juice. But Lita and Byron they hear Zach on the PA uh, stumbling through this so uh, so called threatening message. But they're both nude. They are nude, and they mm-hmm. are in embrace. And Byron says, "Lita, you you're gonna you're gonna have to leave at some point. I'm gonna have to tell you to go, and you're gonna have to go." Okay. Um, he says and, to Lita, "One of you will betray me." 
Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Lita, you must leave. Um, yeah, it's like just leave. Just leave at some point because they're <laughs> gonna come Byron down. Gonna leave. Yeah, they're I, gonna I, come down. They're gonna fuck us up, and like you gotta get out of here. And you, like I will tell you to leave, and please do so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two of the men that are in her life are pleading for her to get out of there at some point. Zach yeah, on the overhead speaker Zach, is saying, "Yeah, yeah. Z- Zach saying calling out Lita specifically is is kind of kind of." It's, but what it's embarrassing what no, 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 but, but I disagree. What I enjoy about that, though, is it sets him apart from Garibaldi as security chief. Garibaldi would always go into job cop mode. In fact, you guys used to praise that of how Jerry Doyle, when he would go into like cop mm-hmm. Garibaldi mode, his expression would completely change. But Zach... He's in. He's incapable of Zach. doing that. So even as yeah. the chief of security of Babylon Five, the right hand of Lockley, he's still him. Like he's he doesn't know how to do the job. He's still too personal. He's I saying, know, it's "Hey, just, Lita. it's just a little sad. It's because it's, it's still. I love that. I love that because I know. I'm, well, not, I'm just saying. It's it's. I know it's, it's for his, to his character. It's it's. But it is just like he's uh he's still holding that uh. Yes, he's he carrying is. That torch. I, he's carrying that torch. That's why I enjoy this as a setup. Or like as an ending of the episode, but also like a setup of things to come of this yeah. conflict with the telepaths isn't like with Earth of the Shadows or Centaurian Arm. This is a bit more personal because one of the people is somebody they know. Like it's Lita. One of it's like and, and, and only Zach likes Lita. And Franklin. Franklin likes Lita too. Franklin seems like, like he's nice to Lita. And uh so yeah, he goes, Lita, please leave when I tell you to. And then she doesn't say anything, but she gives him a big old Smoocherino. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Wow. That's the end of what is this? A beautiful, a beautiful romance. In the kingdom, the kingdom of the blind. Kingdom of the blind. So I've just done a lot of jibber jabbering here. Let's pass the baton to Sean Rose. Wow, that rhymed. Wow. Let's pass the baton to Sean. Let's pass the baton to Sean. Sean, Let's what do you think of the house pass of the, the blind? Um yeah, I like this episode. Uh a lot to like uh i mean i love the centauri prime stuff in general i thought that was all really good fun uh and uh scary uh very unsettling uh with everything going on with uh with the region uh that that stuff is uh the, the did an excellent work i love to see jakar doing his thing and him kind of hanging out with londo um i think we're at a point with that relationship where it feels earned to kind of see them on, on the friendlier side. Like, I think if they had pulled that trigger earlier in the show, it would have felt wrong. I think they picked the right time to do that. So I, I, I really am enjoying that. Um, all that stuff is good. And yeah, yeah, like the, the telepath, I think the telepath conflict is very interesting. Obviously the Byron stuff is still, I, you know, I love Byron to death. Um, it's very silly. Like, the whole thing with them, like, grabbing the pipes and them all reacting to the the pipe violence um i i like i like that it really is just like a communication breakdown it's just like byron is in the right i i agree with everyone that byron is in the right but kind of like things are not really planned out greatly and like things are not basically just from every each standpoint like things are just kind of not being handled well and it's just causing like a huge fucking mess uh, and, uh, things are going badly. Um, and I, I, I really, I, I like this. I, I thought it was a very, honestly, just a very compelling kind of thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I like this episode. I, I think this was a, for, to kind of, and I, I think also just, uh, you know, concerning the way we've been watching this, that, uh, JMS did not write the previous episode. I feel like, uh, 
it, it felt, you know what? It kind of felt like we had a steady hand at the wheel again. Uh, not to say that <laughs> Neil that Gaiman is a bad writer, but like idiot. that episode was very, very strange. Uh, <laughs> and it was just, it, in a weird way, it's like, it feels like JMS being like, you missed me, didn't you? I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, you, I'm you're going to get used to my 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 uh, my goofy uh, comedy here. But I, you know I've, I've got the goods. And it's like, yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Yeah. Yes, daddy. Fine. Yes, 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 daddy. <laughs> and I love the weird freak. I love the freak that showed up. Uh, when couple, we got a, a lot of good freaks. Tonight. Yeah, a lot of good freaks. Um, so I, I had a good time with this episode. I like it. It's yeah. freak heavy. Yeah. Uh, well, Ryan, you came all the way from down under to join us for this episode. What, what do you think of the Kingdom of the Blind? I really enjoy this episode. This is in the first half of season five. This is one of my favorites because we begin the season with a bit of a slower pace, a little bit more slice of life stuff. But here we're getting into gear with what the season could be about. We're getting conflicts set up or paid off or furthered. But as an episode, it just ticks a lot of boxes. I really enjoy. I love the creepy palace intrigue stuff. That's always delightful to see, but Revisiting it today, I was also really pleased with how thematically tight the episode was. It was constantly coming back to leadership and legacy, and we see how all the plots contain that. And many people look at Babylon 5 as the big thing is the shadow, Vorlon, Earth, war stuff. But now we're in that era of the show where none of that is there, but it's still there. The telepaths are a product of the Vorlons, and even Sheridan's leadership is still very Vorlon-centric. But then we have Centauri Prime, who have all of these remnants of the shadows. So although the big ancient alien gods are gone, and for many people the thrust of the show is gone, it's not. They're still here, because like with the Earth-Minbari War, Wars and, and crisis don't just evaporate once you say the war is over. It has long-lasting consequences. And I really like that about this episode is you just feel the oppressive nature as soon as you start it. Everything's darker. Everything's just just brooding. All of the characters are jerks, a lot of them. And it's weird to look at Londo as the mo most sensible one out of the three primary leading characters we're going through because Londo's usually the one who makes the wrong choices or the bonehead moves but here he's doing the best he can with the limited stuff he has going on but uh, as somebody who has mixed feelings on Byron this is one of my favorite Byron episodes as well because I appreciate seeing him take step forward in whatever the plot is when it comes to him because in those first few episodes I just look at him and go what are you doing here other than being weird sex cult man what's your deal here he has points of view that i understand but he goes about them in ways that i don't necessarily agree with and there's a conflict as a viewer there of i understand your message but i don't appreciate the way you do it but also i don't appreciate how sheridan handles handles it either i like the episode overall yeah how about you benjamin uh yeah no this i i really enjoyed this episode this this might be my my favorite one so far i really uh enjoy about the show uh when uh, uh like you know it it just starts to to pull together uh threads that it's been like starting to to weave and and now you start to get a bit of uh the the overall picture 
And like, so it's like, now we have all this Byron stuff coming to a head and then it's like, okay, well, you know, like we as a podcast, we've been having a lot of fun with the Byron stuff. Uh, but then, uh, but then it's like, oh, 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 what if, what if we gave you a whole half of the episode on the freak planet populated by a bunch of insane character actors and one nice man. Yeah. And uh, uh, we just spent a lot of fun time with them. We got to see Jakar be a badass a couple times. And a flirt. He's a flirt. And a flirt. You got to see uh, glowing red eyes. We got to see a, a guy get thrown across a room. We get, like, we, we get to see corpses floating in space. Like, I don't know. This, I mean, this really has, like, you know, uh, it, and... And then it's also, I mean, we uh, not to to uh, just completely uh, beat a dead horse here, but it's like the performance that the the Verini actor gives in this episode is just so entertaining and wild and sad. So I don't know. I really, I I loved this one. I really enjoyed all of it. Yeah, well, not not much for me to add. It's it's a great episode. A uh, lot of fun. You know, you're in good hands when you go down, when you see Zentari Prime. You're like, strap in. <laughs> and it, it, we continued that streak and the byron stuff was great uh, i liked seeing everyone they're not at their lowest but it, it they're flawed you, you see them at their you know the the bottom of their their skills in this one and um I, what i like about babylon 5 is it, it, there's no like united fronts here there's a lot of nuance to these these factions there's a lot like you go to centauri and someone's going to try to kill you because they want to be the emperor but also there's being a the emperor is terrible terrible yeah. thing that you don't want but also there's these weirdos with glowing red eyes and, and devil horns and they're also there and then the the factions are never completely cohesive and i i think that's quite an accomplishment and they do it in a way that most of the time doesn't feel super uh difficult to follow uh so it's good good work um you know i kind of I think I like Day of the Dead a little more because uh, all the really? wacky hijink. No, I'm just joking, Day of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, love, you just up, love Rebo and Zooty. I just love Rebo. I love yeah. Zooty. I love their 17-minute hat routine. No, yeah. this was a good episode. I really, really enjoyed it. And I um, can't wait to this. Diff- it did kind of feel like a part one to me, though. Like, it's like, okay, you're you're setting things up. So I, mm-hmm. I am very, but I in a way where I'm not like, I'm not mad about it. I'm like, I want to see what happens. So. Congratulations, JMS. The real comedy all happens in the Senate. They do they do <laughs> one idiotic thing after another. Yes. But people listen because they say it seriously. Yes. Good acting. That's uh, great. I, yeah. I said I said this to Ben in a message, but you could tell that's a Neil Gaiman type writing. If you know his writing, it's just something about it just doesn't doesn't feel like JMS saying that. That's a, that's Neil coming in. Neil's here. The, the land was just so heartbroken that Rebo and yeah, Zooty were going to retire from comedy. comedy. He's like, no, but, so but you bring you're laughter. You're so funny. You're it's so called, funny. That's why we do everything we do is for now, your you know, Speaking of someone I hope never retires from his job, what would you say is the JMS line of the episode? Mm. I think oh there were there were a, a couple uh there wasn't too I was, much bullshit in this um, it wasn't it wasn't really bullshitty he was he was, I was mostly on his best behavior in this one. one um but yeah i got go a good ahead. one yeah yeah go on 
one of my favorite lines ever in Babylon 5 was about the pastels. They brought it back. And I was like, I don't know about this callback. But then they added depth to it. And he it said, was a good one. we've moved beyond pastels. Now, only darkness. And I was like, that's a <laughs> good very, line. That was a very that's like, that's a great line. That's, that's good. I, I say a, a positive one, I would say, is I, I really like Jakar's speech uh, when mm. he's uh, being kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's taking the, uh, the high road. Uh, with the guy who who whipped him, uh, that was really good. I liked it. It was very well yeah. written. Yeah, I also I have a, I would have thought pastels for the Just curtains. A... Yeah, curtains. Yeah. Poor guy. Did, but I think did you know well that actor gone. was from That's Chicago? Right. So how come what you guys all don't speak like that? Well, we're 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 from Connecticut. We just live been there long enough. We've been there long enough. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, well. Yeah. Why don't you all speak like this? I have a genuine line as well, uh, because I also didn't feel like there was any of your classic JMS ones, but I gave Ben the audio clip of it already. But oh. I do appreciate Sheridan being like, okay, I grant yes. you on a strictly idealistic level, it's understandable, but they did it the wrong way, the inconvenient way. I just. Yeah, that, um, that is what, a great what line. A, the it's a great line way, because yeah. it's our hero saying that. I can't imagine. Like some of your Star Trek captains just honestly saying, screw ideals, I'm not going to do that. And Babylon 5 gets away with it because that's this show. This show will sometimes say, guess what? Ideals don't factor in. We can't do it. It's not like when one of my favorite lines from Star Trek Discovery, I use a lot to um, highlight why it doesn't understand Star Trek is Captain Lorca saying, we have absolutely no time to get into the metaphysical implications of this. And it's like, well, that's what Star Trek is, you fucks. Well, While he's from Babylon the, the Mirror 5, Universe, so, uh, you know. Yeah, but, but then the show does that all the way through. <laughs> but spoilers, um, spoilers. Oh, spoilers, sorry, but I do love that line from Sheridan because that's B5 in a nutshell. Our hero, our lead guy who should be Mr. Pure will look at you in the eye and say, screw that. Why? Because I don't want to. Yeah, it's not. It's not my problem. Okay, right I now. grant you on a strictly okay, idealistic you. level. It's I understandable. Grant you. <laughs> he has a great voice. But they did it by the, the way. wrong way, does, the inconvenient yeah. way. He play uh, Ben. Do you have him saying Sora, Goofy, and Donald saying the same thing to you after your civil war? Yeah. Wow. Do you have him saying uh, Sora, Goofy, I'm, and I'm, Donald? Uh, and on, he I'm, has I'm, no I'm, sense of irony about it. Like goofy. he doesn't even think about how he Donald. looked at the Earth president poorly because of that. And now he's doing it himself. That's how this like. They got theirs, and it's like, well, we did it. It was good when we did it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, that, that was a great uh, conversation. Now, uh, who would Very you important. say is your Jeffrey Sinclair sex person of the episode? There it is. Now, I know, Sean, what your vote is, but I will say that Jakar was making eyes. Um, and he did literally go. I, I, at a I'm lady not necessarily married to, to picking Byron. I think Byron is a. a Something I think Byron, happened to Byron. Something happened to Byron. Yeah, Byron lost a little bit of his riz. Something but, happened. He lost a little bit of the juice in this. Episode. I can't. I can't he vote is in for Jakar. And I yeah, think I it's just because he nutted so after hard what he did in season four. <laughs> he's the new Garibaldi. Yeah. As someone pointed out in your recap. Yeah. He should he should have it all stripped away. He's a bad guy, even though he's cute in this episode. I can't help but it's, think it's what a one of those baffling decisions. It's yeah. like it's there the, is the no Franklin. one to blame. There's it was no, you know I can't tell is? you how disturbing it was to see Byron not have it all together. We talk about uh, it on the show a lot. Uh, 
the JMS just can't hide his own his own kink here, Stuff. and he's he's just <laughs> yeah. like uh, right his belly. I think, his I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have some fun watching. Um, yeah, like, I know I, mine. I know my person of I, choice. I gotta. I think person. Ryan and I are probably. I'm gonna guess Ryan's gonna vote for Lita, and I vote for Lita. Right. It's her award now. She literally fucked award. on the show. She fucked Byron to the point of she's, making herself um, come so hard. She's nude. people. And in this episode, she has her shit together the whole entire time. Even in that post-sex uh, glow, she's still calm and cool and confident while Byron's falling apart. She and she's there is for him. The sex person. She's nude. They're they nude. They're nude and kissing. And uh, <laughs> I vote. I vote for Lita. She was new. It's the Lita Alexander Sex Person Award now because she's the she's the character that's had on screen sex in the show. Even Sinclair she, wasn't brave enough to do she, that. She straight up had supper. Did you ever see Michael O'Hare with his shirt off? Let's, Not once. Now, 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 Ryan. Not once it. did you see O'Hare with a shirt off. Ryan, you're going too far. I'm telling you right <laughs> you're now. You're not going far enough. Ryan, she came I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this with all sincerity in my heart. Ryan, I'm going to say this and I'm going to mean this more than I've ever meant it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Ryan. Ryan, shut the fuck up. You are crossing the last line. Valen, you, that is Valen. That man nutted so hard, he altered the DNA of an entire species. Jeez. Guess what? You fucking watch Nutted it on the screen. You watch Lita. it. Ryan, I saw Lita. I've, folks, can someone so escort Ryan out? Ryan is babbling so incoherently. Much. Someone please escort this man <laughs> out of here. He's not, lost not his marbles. Lita, out of line, he's man. lost. He's out of line. So this is ridiculous. He came so hard that JMS was inspired by that scene to create Sense Eight, a whole series right, about people so. coming so hard in the brains of others. That's his fetish, by the way. JMS that loves right. the idea of telepathic sex. Every time in his in his media and Lita, it's, like it's her award that. now, baby. She's coming in. It's not her. Right, right. Well, I will it give off. it to her for this episode. But no, it is not <laughs> her will. award. This <laughs> she should have won it for the other one too. Clear. This is should have no. won it for the other one. It is it is Veil. It is the Jeffrey Sinclair Veil Award. That man walked in. The first the first line he said was uh, about alien genitalia. Let's we're not mitigating. Be the, clear. It's us just for the kingdom of the blind. Goofy! <laughs> <laughs> it is all only right, for this episode. Right, yes, right, I will. Uh, I'm right, 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 closing the book. Closing the book. I agree on Lita for this episode. We got three votes, Lita, Ben. Hey, sure, Lita, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, sure. Um, Lita. Yeah, it's Lita. All right. Um, so next week, uh, we are going to be talking about the episode titled <clears throat> A Tragedy of Telepaths. No, no, no! I don't no. like this. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I, I don't like see, this. based on this episode, I I can't imagine how a tragedy of telepaths could possibly happen. It seems like everything's going great. <laughs> everything's uh, pointed right, so in the right good. direction. Things are yeah. good. Well, things are good. Uh, uh, before we uh, before I wrap up, uh, uh, Ryan, uh, uh, you have a couple podcasts here on. Uh, uh, how about how about you tell us about them before we? Yes. Yeah, so, so for all of those listening and didn't know who I was from what podcast, I'm from Yum Yum Podcast, a Babylon Five rewatch where my wife Rachel and I are going through episodes of B Five one at a time, going through them, talking about them, talking about actors in them, and we are also making our way through the fifth season and so we have drastically different points of view to the last best babylon 5 podcast on some of the things happening there and so you, you might have you just heard a bit of a some of it oh yes 
But uh, we are going through that. And as well, we are talking about uh, Space Above and Beyond, a science fiction series that was short-lived from the 1990s, created by J- uh, created by Glenn Morgan and James Wong, arguably two of some of the best writers of the X-Files, had their own sci-fi show that was a sci-fi military war show, and it was very good. And wouldn't you know it, I don't know if you've heard of this story before, but um, Fox don't like sci-fi shows and cancel them after one season, even if they hired writers who are well-known. And so we've been going through episodes of that as well. And my friend and I, Bartek, host a podcast where we talk about movies uh, called Spit and Polish Presents. And we have talked about movies with the Babylon Boys here. We've Great discussed movie. a few movies with them and hopefully we'll get really them back one. on at some point. Maybe shuffle up the deck, maybe go wild card and have Sean and Ben together. Yeah, I, I haven't done that combo. hate each other. That's the no, problem. I haven't yeah, done that combo. We're, we're the regular odd couple. Yeah, without me, yeah. It, it all just falls apart. Yeah, Ben and I, have we have wildly different philosophy. It's crazy. But we can be found on all of those social medias and podcatchers, Yum Yum Podcast and Spit and Polish Presents. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you so thank much you uh, for, for uh, joining us. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was great. Yeah, this was, uh, I mean... Yeah, uh, I, I I had kind of forgotten this uh, episode a little bit, so I knew that when you picked it, because uh, like I was like, oh, all right, this must be a fun one. <laughs> it is. It's no Genesis. Um, so anyway, that was a good one. Yeah, Exo Mega Drive. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Last Best Babylon Five podcast. You can find us on uh, social media, Last Best B Five, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And also uh, you can email us at Last Best B Five. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much. Uh, uh, please leave us a review. That's how people uh, find this show. If you uh, leave us a good five-star review, we'll read it on the show. And if you leave us anything else, we'll read it on the toilet. Uh, that is all. Have a good night, Wanderers. Wanderers. Spoo man! Spoo man!